What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 35 of Podcast PlayStation Derailed, whatever you want to call it. Podcast Derailed, PlayStation Derailed, doesn't really matter anymore. I'm your host slash co-host, Don Oliveira, East Coast Editor for PSU.com. And with me today, special, super special guest returning. Actually, two special guests, I guess. But uh, you haven't heard from them in a while. Head honcho at PSU.com, Executive Editor, Adam Dolge. Hello. How's it going, Adam? Good, how are you? Um, super good. Uh, I'm amazing. Today is one of my most productive days ever. Uh, ever in my whole entire life. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Just because we had that staff meeting and I was exercising during uh, during it, I felt good. Good for you. Thanks, man. And, multitasking. Yeah, multitasking. And I was jerking off. So we've also got uh, <laughs> Kyle Prawl returning for the second time. Right, Kyle? That's right. The big West News Kyle! No, seriously, your workout during the staff meeting, that was gross. What the hell? Yeah, I know. That was gross. Sorry. I was just sweating. breathing heavy into the mic the whole time. Oh, I thought I was Yeah, no, it's good to be back. <laughs> nope. It's well, terrible. parts of it. Oh, okay. Uh, what's up, guys? Happy New Year, by the way. Happy New Year to you, Happy too. Happy New Year to you, as well. Thanks, yeah. and happy uh, New Year to you, Derailed listeners. Thanks for uh, sticking with us throughout 2012, and 2013 is going to be way better for Derailed, I guarantee you. Uh, so what did you guys do over the holiday? Kyle, you go first. What? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I played I played a lot of games. Um, for I mean, I finished Persona 4 Golden. I've been playing that ever since I reviewed it at the end of November or mid-November, whatever. Um, got and the Platinum Trophy yeah, in that one. got the Platinum Trophy, so congrats. Yeah, that game is sick. That is, like... To me, I mean, I, I I reviewed, like, three Vita games this holiday season, or, like, this fall. They were all awesome. Little Big Planet, uh, Zero Escape, Virtues, Last, Dingy... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that long one. And, uh, and Persona. And honestly, like, they were all awesome. Like, it's, you know, it sucks that Vita's not doing well, but I've put in, you know, like 200 hours into my Vita in the last month or so. And yeah, that Persona Platinum, yeah. I'm really proud of that. That and Far Cry 3, I've been playing that like the last couple weeks. And That'll honestly, be. Adam's review like really kind of like turned me onto it. I kind of figured it was going to be good. And I liked Far Cry 2, but damn, that game had problems. Oh, like, yeah. That Far game Cry had some serious. I hate yeah, Far Cry 2. Oh, some... <laughs> well, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hate it. But like, yeah, no, there's that game does have some pretty glaring flaws. But Far Cry 3 is just whole heaps of awesome. I mean, especially biggest, if you're a dubstep guy. Yeah, my biggest problem with Far Cry 2 is that um, it came out. So, Adam, what'd you do over the holiday season? <laughs> uh, I did some, like, outdoor winter stuff because I went to visit my folks for the holiday, which is cool. <laughs> Outdoors, but, and he calls himself a gamer. Yeah, Just well, I was going to say, I actually took, like, two or three weeks off from any PlayStation gaming whatsoever. That's and cool. Uh, reignited my love for the PC. Nice. And, um, uh, what are you playing? Um, let me open my Steam account and find out. <laughs> um, Doesn't remember. Oh, I started playing Anno 2070. I don't know what that is, but cool. It's a Ubisoft game. Okay. Sort of like a um, strategy uh, civilization kind of game. It's kind of cool. Play more Dark Souls because... I'm just uh, slow like Tell us about that first game. Anno 2070? Yeah. Uh, it's from Ubisoft. Great. And it's like, um, takes place in the future, I guess 2070. <laughs> and uh, it's sort of like, um, uh, like trying to re- recolonize the planet because there's a lot of global warming or some bullshit like that. And the water rose and like, kind of find new resources and junk like that do you and, play uh, as al gore no okay. no but you can play as like uh an environmental like faction 
where like you don't want to harm the environment anymore and you're like got to be smart how you get your resources it's kind of cool it's pretty fun wait are they badass environmentalists well they're not like militant Mm. damn it (laughs) even in video games environmentalists can't be badass exactly (laughs) yeah they just never really made the cut and then uh i'm looking through my list here I downloaded uh, so, so this is the thing actually that I, I kind of didn't realize how I oh, I've had a Steam account for a while but I never used it that much because I do so much with PS3 but when I finally took a break from PS3 and went to Steam I realized it's pretty much the best thing ever for gamers and I really think that um, PlayStation Network sucks now I'm sorry to say it but no I've just, said it before on the podcast yeah Steam's great yeah Steam's fucking tits man mm-hmm. it's like one, and I introduced my brother. My brother's like eight years older than me, so we're kind of on the older end of the gamer spectrum. And I introduced him to a, a bunch of these good games. Like he's super into Dark Souls now, which is awesome. And he he loves Steam too. And it's just uh, it's cool. I, I think I think they could learn a lot from each other. All these online you know gaming network stuff. And uh, I I can I'm I'm actually I'm excited about the next gen for consoles, but I'm also really excited to see what Valve has for its um, Steam box thing. I'm, I'm really curious to see what price point it comes in at and if it's going to give if it's going to give Sony and Microsoft a run for the money. And my now, my my bet would be yes. I know that yeah, I um I think it's going to I think it's going to maybe I think it's going to change the landscape of things when it does come out, but I know that um this won't happen uh, because of that Steam box, but it's been my dream for a while now that we have a PlayStation uh, but instead of the PlayStation network, we just have Steam. For the yeah. online interface with the store <laughs> yeah. and just everything else, the friends list. Oh, it'd be so good. Steam is so cool. Yeah, Steam's really good. I kind of make do on PC gaming by just like jerry rigging whatever I play to work with a PS3 controller. You I know, do if, too. That's if it works. I do too. Like, that works great for Guild Wars, honestly. Like, I played that game hundreds of hours with a PS3 controller, and that's an MMO, and it still worked out. But yeah, no, I Steam think- is awesome. And I, I kind of, I, you have to wonder, like, what's the barrier for somebody like Sony or Microsoft to not allow such, like, fluctuating prices and sales and stuff? That's what you I know? don't understand. I picked up um, Batman uh, Arkham City for, like, $9 or 11 or $12. And it was just, like, there. I know. Like, I, I played this. I have it on PS3. There's it's no reason insane. to get it. But you know what? In a year, I might want it on my PC, and it's, yeah. like, stored on the cloud and shit like that. And it's like, I can get it at any time. Why not? I'm I got Shares sure. Edge for, like, four bucks. I Oof, that's bucks. nice. Oh. I'm not sure if you uh, if you guys take advantage or even know about the uh, Humble Indie Bundles, but um, I, I picked up Saints Row and a bunch of other uh, THQ games. Like, no joke. There was all the Company of Heroes. There was, there was Saints Row. Uh, some other stuff for five dollars. Saints Row the third. Yeah, I'm talking about like five dollars. <laughs> Steam, Steam is just insane. Um, yeah, I jumped in on the humble indie bundle. God, I think it was last year when they. This one was sick. They had Bastion, Limbo, yeah, got that uh, one. Sword and Sorcery. Yeah. That one was yeah. god, and all the soundtracks too. I mean, it's just crazy. It's like when you get a game like Arkham City, right? When that first came to PSN, it was probably what sixty bucks for yeah. the first couple of weeks, like every other game. It's like that's a ripoff because that sixty dollar charge at retail includes other costs like right. manufacturing and printing of the discs and everything else. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Digital games, I think, should come at a, some kind of a reduced cost or some kind of increased value other than the fact that it can never be lost. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, and I know this is really old news and you guys have probably talked about this on old podcasts and stuff like that, but dude, the new PS and PS Store 
redesign sucks. Oh, it blows. Terrible. Like, is, right, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it as slow for everyone else? As oh, it Jesus. Oh, my God. It takes like so five fucking slow. seconds oh, for your Jesus. cursor to move. Oh, man. God it's like it. it's like booting a game. It does the same thing when I boot a game <laughs> that my TV is like, my TV's like, all right, changing from uh, this resolution to this resolution, yeah. getting ready, and it blacks out. And I'm like, oh, what, what's going on? And it's literally like almost a minute till I get to the store, which is absolutely ridiculous. It has some good parts. I like that you can sort. Um, now you can sort by release date. You can sort, sort by price, uh, what's expiring soon. It has some cool features to it, but yeah, like you guys said, that boot up time. And I actually like the look, although I, the navigation. Besides the fact that you can soar, I think the navigation still sucks. Yeah, the problem. My problem with it is, let's say I know that um, I don't know. Let's say I know that Assassin's Creed Two goes up on the store or something, and I know it's coming out on Tuesday, and I launch the store, and it til- still takes me a while to find it. You know, like yeah, um, yeah, that's the issue. I think it's really receptive to people who don't know what they're looking for because exactly. you've got like three tabs of like featured items when you go into games, and I kind of like that visual layout, but it's like. You know, if I'm looking for, say, Persona 3 on the PSP, like, oh yeah, I, I have to dig into the PSP games, sort by RPG, and scroll that mm-hmm. way. And I don't know. For, I, I guess the, the the slower speed in general kind of negates any benefit of the interface for me. That, and it's like, they didn't even bother converting all of their systems over. Like, if you go into your download list and, like, you know, go through the manual way of downloading shit you've already downloaded before, yeah. it still looks just like it did Yep. three years ago yeah. they didn't but, bother some it's linked but they didn't bother to change how how that looks but some good news uh soon uh the playstation store is coming to mobile uh sorry the web right yeah yep. so then that may that's be exciting. the new way that uh we uh, we purchase our stuff you know i for to my understanding that's already been done for years on the xbox right Ooh, I don't know. I uh, don't know if they've had. Well, I think you could browse the store, but I don't know if they had like remote downloads or anything like that, where you could queue up stuff and have your PS3 turn on when you're away from home and download this thing. That's what I'm most excited for, honestly. I probably will use the <coughs> web browser like way more than the PS3 yeah. interface if it's if yeah. it's decent and kind of speedy because you can like. And, and and like the news article I wrote up on this did say that eventually they'll have that remote download capability, hopefully sooner rather than later. Because once that gets added, I probably will never use the PS3 version. Uh-huh. I actually like the um, the Vita store isn't great either, but I actually like the Vita store better than the current PS3 one. I was gonna say the Vita store it, it's not all that bad. It's, it's, it's probably problems. okay because right. I mean, it's got oh, right, but I think because it's so condensed, it's just easy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's there's less stuff to deals. find. Yeah, that's the like thing too. I mean, <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> like also. the blue and dark blue interface of the Vita matches the way the PS Store looked for six years. You know, right. so that's still like they just need to, you know, maybe starting with the next generation or something. You know, get right off the ground with this unified look for everything that's yeah. at least stable and at least easy to use. What kind of innovation do you think they're gonna have with their next? You know, with P- with with the next generation um, online like store, guaranteed. Well, uh, sp- sorry, Kyle, to cut you off, but guaranteed. Um, especially if we're talking about next gen. Yeah, I- I'm I'm saying like you'll be able to browse the store on your phones, your iDevice, yeah. whatever. Uh, but yeah. totally needs to be tied into uh, smartphones and and uh, tablets and stuff. And Microsoft's already doing that with Smart Glass, but that's something that. Like it or not, uh, mobile gaming is here and it's here to stay. It's too big a market mm-hmm. right now. And everybody and their freaking grandmothers literally have uh, some type of smartphone uh, or some smart device. And so that stuff is just too good of a too good of a way to get 
um, some type of application or store into multiple people's yeah. hands. It's the, so secondary, the secondary benefits of that is that by placing the store on like iDevices and Android and whatever else is you've got, you know, right there you've got a platform to distribute PlayStation mobile games. And if they actually like intend to take that to the next level and, you know, infiltrate those into kind of the mobile gaming sphere, they're, you know, that's their best way to do it, to push that. Because, I mean, PlayStation, like, I've never played a PlayStation mobile game. I didn't review any of the ones that we had on the site a while back, and you can't, as far as I'm aware, you can't access those on the PS3, can you? I don't you, think so. Huh. I don't... Mm. Maybe on the Vita? I mean, it's just like, so th- there's this th- there's this whole sector of PlayStation, PlayStation Universe, that's, ladies and That's John. new, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> but nobody, that that's kind of my point, though. Like, even, even as well-versed as we are in PlayStation, yeah. like, we don't know what they're doing with PlayStation Mobile, and that's a yeah. problem. So yeah, they can right. use mobile devices to better plant it into our consciousness. Do you guys... I mean... Sorry, Kyle, go on. I guess I guess my other innovation innovative thought would be, you know, for the store for sure, but I guess just the PlayStation gaming in general is to integrate their cloud services and finally, you know, bring that to the forefront and say, okay, you know, in the same vein as Steam, here is, you know, if you make an account on somebody else's PS3 while you're traveling, maybe it's a family member, you know, you instantly, you know, all your downloads or maybe downloads that you have like favorited will instantly start installing to that PS3 and they'll always be available. And you know, that creates problems with, you know, the same shit that dealt with two years ago where people had their accounts on so many different PS3s and were getting all these free games. Like that's fair and you'd have to work around that. But um, yeah, that and being able to stream games to Vita maybe too. Yeah. Years ago, um, back when they allowed it, PSU used to have like uh, our game review section. Whenever we had, uh, you know, a PSN game came in, we would just put it on our PSU PSN account, and any one of the writers could pretty much go in and get it and right. review it. You know, yeah. instead of having to give it to to one writer, that allowed it. That allowed us to have like more of a collective voice about stuff. Is mm-hmm. that we could all go and spend a little bit of time, you know, play, even if somebody else, like even Kyle, if you're going to review like that Persona game that you were talking about, you know, Don and I could go in and play like an hour of it and give like our quick two cents about it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And Sony changed things so that only two accounts. Only can, two, yeah. 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 So the change, I mean, it hurts, you know, legitimate consumers. It hurt the press who were on having multiple devices, but I guess it's just, you know, one of those things. If they were losing money on like seven people playing Journey when only one person bought it, I guess I can, I can justify that if I yeah. was Sony. Yeah, I understand it. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to know how I we're, we're talking about the future and all those devices and how that can interact with your PlayStation? The way I actually game nowadays on my PlayStation, ever since I started doing it, I do it all the time, is I have, you know, even without the PS3 being um, extremely cross-compatible with the Vita, I always have my Vita on my lap now when I'm playing PS3. And you guys should try it because um, the messaging interface for PS3 is just horrible. The message box yeah. and the way you send messages. But on the Vita, it's actually pretty good. And since it's just touchscreen, you can actually... Uh, kind of get messages out really quickly. And you don't have to uh, press a PS button, you know, uh, pause your game experience. I could just literally uh, still have the game running, pick up my Vita, send a message, uh, put it down, check trophies, stuff like that. Mm-hmm, it actually definitely. works out really well. Um, good idea. Yeah, One of the helpful things for me, uh, trophy hunting for Persona 4, was being able to open the browser oh, and another yeah. tab on the Vita. <laughs> and, just, and that's something that I don't think you could do until a recent firmware update, yeah. but just being able to flip back and forth was crazy and, helpful so yeah and not only is that a good feature but the speed at which the vita can handle that is just incredible it's yeah. literally just a home button and you open up the browser and you're right there there's no loading nothing yeah. oh man i love the vita it's so sad that it's not doing well um, you know what i what wanted to say too about the mobile gaming stuff and uh uh 
for Christmas, I bought myself an uh, Android phone. I finally stepped into the smart world, smartphone world. Nice. So this is my first time ever having a smartphone, so I am popped my proverbial cherry. <laughs> and uh, y- y- I got to tell you, I'm kind of amazed at how good smartphones are, especially for gaming. Like my Droid, I have all sorts of emulators on yeah. here, and they're all free. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's genius. I feel like if we recorded this podcast a couple of years ago, then we'd all be free. Not not to say that like, oh, I'm so hipster yeah. about it, Adam. But it's definitely a, an amazing thing. But like, I, no, I kind of got over that a while. Yeah, I got over that a while back. But yeah, totally, dude. If you're just not getting into it, then yeah, I get freaking awesome. revel in all the yeah. emulators. Yeah, and Android, yeah, especially is. since you got an Android. Uh, if you notice, there's so much free content on that marketplace. Yeah. Um, so there's just so much to do. Do what, well, what phone makes, did you get? It makes me wonder uh, why. And I, this is going to be way too big of a debate for today, but why we haven't come up with a system to reduce the price of games at the expense of ads at the beginning, or you know, like you know, what drives me nuts are a little rant here: are the stupid sports games, yeah, which are really say. good, and you have motherfucking ads in the sports and game, and it's ads. still the same goddamn price. Yep. Yep. Give yep. us, give us, you know, Madden 2014 with your Doritos ads and your Mountain Dew and your MTVs and your Lady Gagas, and give us a reduced price for the game. It just makes sense. You, you know, you know what? Actually, on that note, I mean, the Sly Cooper news from just a day or two ago—they're char- only going to be charging forty yeah. bucks for Sly Cooper, brand oh. new. And like, it's cross-play, so you'll get both versions, yeah. which is just insane. Like but, that's uh, sick, and I don't think they they said why they're doing it, but I mean, maybe we're starting to see a trend toward it. And, and you know, Adam, to your point, in like a utopian gaming world, that would be amazing if some of the costs for a game was subs- subsidized by the ads in it. But it's never going to happen. They know they could just fuck us in the ass. So, uh, but you know, we we game primarily on PlayStation, right? Like, I mean, that's fair to say. So do you, Adam? Right? Yes. Okay. And we have, you know, you're going on a rant about those sports games. I don't know if you've ever used an Xbox, the new 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 Xbox experience or whatever. The dashboard is just just completely littered with ads. There's so really? many. Yeah, and that, imagine turning on your PlayStation and on your cross media bar there are ads all over the place. Like you go to the game tab and there are a few ads and you have to scroll down, go to your disc. That's what people that play Xbox have to deal with, man. And uh, that's rough. And they have I, to pay for their service. Yeah, and too, they pay that. for Xbox. <laughs> Microsoft's just laughing. They pay um, to see ads. That's, that's stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be okay if you're getting something out of it. You know, again, if it was like a discounted price or, um, I don't know, I, I'd be fine yeah. with that. But yeah, it's crazy. Um, so anyway, yeah. So anyway, uh, let's uh, let's get into it. Games that came out this week, January eighth, Monday. Oh no, that was Tuesday. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, one PS3 game, Anarchy Reigns. Uh, that's made by published by Sega, made by Platinum. Uh, kind of spiritual successor to I don't know if you guys remember that black and white Wii game it was called Mad World. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, sort of. Kind of spiritual successor to that, retailing for thirty bucks. So that's interesting. Uh, there you go. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. We're we're late in the consoles uh, cycle, and releasing a game for thirty forty bucks is just a really smart idea. I think. Um, I don't know how Sony makes. First of all, first of all, Sony is a mystery to me. A uh, little injection here. I got derailed. <laughs> Uh, Sony's a mystery to me. I don't know how, first of all, they make money on PlayStation Plus. I don't get that. Uh, PlayStation Plus is a mystery to me. It's insane value. If, if yeah, I it is. You I don't, agree. Yeah, if, if, I absolutely do. Okay, good. You if, know what's a better... The, the, I think the way they make money on it is, is exactly what we were saying before, is that the digital copies of these games aren't worth as much as yeah. they're yeah, exactly. charging for them. And they're not worth as much as people perceive they are. Like, what the hell? Like, you know, a week back in 2011, February, they gave away... Uh, or maybe it was 2012, Far Cry 2 and Final Fantasy right. 5 in one right. week on PSU. But then and I was pumped for that. But what is a copy? What is a digital copy of Far Cry 2 worth to them? I mean, they can just 
you know, but, I'm not a software engineer, but can't they just hit the button to generate a new authentic right. authentication yeah. code? That's the case for Far Cry, correct? Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no printing, there's no factories involved. But look at look at what they did with the instant games collection on the Vita. We're t- we're paying fifty dollars a year, right? So a year, um, in one year, you could get through all six of those titles that they released on the Vita. But they gave away Uncharted, Gravity mm-hmm. Rush, Wipeout. Final Fantasy yeah. Tactics, which whatever is <laughs> called classic. Yeah. Uh, still, a PSN game, Mutant Blobs Attack, and, sure. and, and, you know, something else. Just Gravity Rush, Wipeout, and Uncharted alone. That's what, like, I mean, yeah. Sony would have gotten people buying uh, Uncharted itself for 50 bucks, you know? Yep. So and are they, they losing I money there? Yeah, exactly. Are they losing money there? You know, that's something uh, to look into. You know, this that's, is interesting. Cause it's that's fair not, to say, but it's almost like they're... It, in a way, paying fifty dollars for PlayStation Plus is almost akin to paying vastly reduced rates on Steam, isn't it? Because if you're buying Uncharted, yeah, Wipeout, sure. and Gravity Rush, say you're on a Steam sale, Uncharted is knocked down to fifteen, or Wipeout is ten bucks. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's a different way of you know it's it's kind of two pathways to the same end. We're almost paying those Steam rates for yeah. these really awesome Vita games, so maybe that's their way of like. You know, maybe for whatever business or traditional reason, they can't just outright say, "Oh, here's Uncharted for ten bucks." Maybe yeah. vicariously, they can give you PS Plus yeah. and give you yep. competitive. But then rates. it goes deeper than that. Like what I what I've been doing. Like I don't think I'll ever like for, for the foreseeable future. I think I'm going to stay a subscriber of PlayStation Plus. It's an amazing value. I love what they do. I love the cloud saves. I love a lot of things about PlayStation Plus. Uh, so I'm going to stick with that. But then there, it goes deeper than that, and I cannot be the only one that that has been doing the, this. But so Sony releases uh, Borderlands or games I already own on PS3 on PlayStation Plus. Like let's say for Vita, Sony released Gravity Rush and uh, Uncharted. Well, now I've got my two physical copies of Gravity Rush and Uncharted that I'm not doing anything with, so I can sell that. Th- those can be you know used games that I can sell mm-hmm. to GameStop or something like that. So in kind of in the long run, I'm really fucking Sony in the ass. Like. And I can't be the only person doing that. It goes so deep. This PlayStation Plus stuff, I hope they're making a colossal amount of money because it honestly scares me. Like, they've, they've been doing it and they've been expanding PlayStation Plus, especially at E3. They, they kind of blew it out of the water and said, now it's going to be serious. And then they got all those subscribers. But hey, Sony's doing it. If they're making, if they're making profit, then psh, it's amazing for the consumer. It's good for them. I think it's a win-win. I love PlayStation yeah. Plus. Yeah. I'm it's a, fantastic. I, I agree completely. Cool. It's, on that note, um, you know, another tangent. What are you hoping that gets added to the instant game collection for Vita moving forward? Because there aren't that many yeah, good retail Vita games. For me, it's just like I'd love to see like all those really great PSP titles that I miss, like Patapon, mm. some of those obscure RPGs. More like, PS1 awesome. games. They stopped doing that. They stopped oh, yeah, releasing PS1 one. games on PS Plus. But you know what I really love, uh, Kyle? If they added uh, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. Uh, Hell yeah! Everyone mm, should play that game. Yeah, and and you're you're I I had never played the the pre whatever the prequel was I, I don't know ninety what was it called ninety nine nights no yeah it's uh nine nine no, nine, hours, nine, nine. nine yeah nine, nine, nine hours nine persons nine doors yeah now you've DS never game. played that you never played that did you no and, and and like going into the review for Zero Escape I made sure to you know I I acknowledged the fact that I may not ever get around to playing it and I I read the story of the first game and kind of spoiled it all for myself but it was valuable context going into the sequel okay. I'm I'm just like like the narrative of Zero Escape is you know maybe not the 
the best told story I've ever had in gaming, but it is far and away the most ambitious. Like the way it plays off of, you know, and I've always loved stories that find a way to to tie your feelings with the feelings of the protagonist, right? And it's like mm-hmm. in Zero Escape, the things that you see by going down these alternate timelines, you know, when you rewind time and go back, the protagonist has also seen those things and and is cognizant of the the alternate futures he's seen without knowing why that is. And it's just it's just this awesome mind bending story that goes really interesting places. And I mean it's a visual novel, that's not gonna appeal to everyone, but damn if that like wasn't one of the best games I played all yeah, last year. Your review cool. sold me, man. Uh now back to what we were talking about. So Anarchy Reigns, <laughs> that came out. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sure if anybody's uh I'm not I love this podcast. By the way, first of all, let me just explain to you guys what happened there. I was talking about <laughs> retail releases. We went from we got derailed, went on to another topic, and we went three levels down. That's some inception derailed right there. Fuck yeah. Uh, now we're coming back up. Uh Anarchy Reigns the only um the only physical PS3 title in stores this week. But for PlayStation Network, we've got Demon Souls that came out on Tuesday. Well, sweet. And Demon Souls is that. a good one. Uh reviewed by our own Adam Diggity Dolge. Uh, you gave it a 9.0 on 10, and you said that Demon Souls is everything we've been looking for on a PS3. A stellar action RPG boosting, sorry, boasting a killer online component. The game's uncompromising difficulty may not be everyone's cup of tea, however. And you liked the intriguing and original online component, what feels like the PS3's first major RPG. You said that the eerie atmosphere and physical gameplay mechanics were great, but however you disliked uh, at times that the difficulty and arduous trials and errors or just trial and errors. Um, you still really like Demon's Souls, right, Adam? Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite games. You're a fan that of That review is a long time ago, huh? Yep. 2009, September 28th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love it. And I'm actually... So I have the... Uh, I had a, a review build of it. Mm-hmm. And we were allowed to play online for like a month, I think. And then they turned the review build off as soon as the game was released. Or like a week after it was released or something like that. Okay. Um, long story short... Uh, the copy I have, like, I don't think I can get online with it for some reason. Oh. So I'm going to get the digital copy for that very reason. It's like, hey, oh, sweet. Mine as well. Wait, hold on. They turned off the, the service for physical copies? No, for, well, for, okay, because it was like a, a, a review copy. It was. Not, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. Uh, up next, what came out on PSN on Tuesday? We got Lord of the Rings War in the North. I reviewed that. Uh, you did game. review that. You gave it a 7.5. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, you said it was an enjoyable enjoyable action RPG with solid Middle-Earth inspiration. Uh, Lord of the Rings War in the North is the best played is best played with others and its flaws aren't enough to ruin the experience. Uh, you liked enjoyable co-op gameplay, RPG leveling, looting and customization, solid Lord of the Rings atmosphere, but you disliked a few things, uh, mainly the managing AI partners, uh, repetitive combat and enemies, and you said that the narrative falls a bit short. Yeah. I think it was one of the better Lord of the Rings games, though. Forgettable, though? I mean, how often? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to jump back in and get it, but if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, and you like that kind of, like, um, what's that old style game? Like, Gauntlet-style mm-hmm. um, RPG action kind of game? It's, mm-hmm. it's, Hack and Slash? Yeah, exactly. Not much. You don't have to put too much thought into it. It's pretty fun. It's interesting. I don't know. I don't... This is a while ago, too. Cool. So, uh... Check it out, seven five, not that bad. If you could get it for a budget price, if you could get it for ten bucks, yeah, pick it up. Uh, also, I can't speak much to these two titles, but we've also got Rise of the Guardians. Uh, that's a video game, movie game, and I haven't, I haven't watched the movie, so I can't speak to that. Have you guys? No, 
Rise of the Guardians, and also Dance Magic. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's some new DreamWorks movie. I don't know. It's some 3D animated movie about the Guardians. Birds, dude, right? Yeah, something like that. Owls. Cool. No, wait. I think we're thinking of different movies. I don't know. Uh, we've also got Dance Magic. <laughs> I don't know what Dance Magic is. Um, are you guys ready for the craziest PS2 classics that were ever released? On oh, the my PS2 God. Store? I remember. I think I did the PS Store update this week. Yeah, I you remember did. this. Oh, my uh, God. This is insane. PS2 classics. All right? And we're talking about classics. We're talking about, like, cream of the crop. Forget about Ico. Forget about Shadow of the Colossus. We're going for fucking <laughs> classics. We've got Dora the Explorer. Dora saves the King- <laughs> Crystal Kingdom. We've got Dora the Explorer. Dora saves the mermaids. We've got Dora the Explorer. Dora saves the Snow Princess. And it's not Jesus. over yet. We've got she can't stop saving people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we've go- uh, Dora's been busy, all right? Uh, we've got Go Diego Go, Great Dinosaur Rescue. And Go Diego Go, Safari, safari Rescue. Holy crap. <laughs> Wow. Um, you know what I Nickelo- think? Is- <laughs> the Nickelodeon partnership really came through this week. Yeah, yeah. Something, I think they're all published by 2K, by the way. And and what I think happened here, this is my only, the only reason I see this at all being a viable option for Sony. Obviously, none of us are going to pick this up. None of, no hardcore gamer. But uh, with the recent influx of new PS3 owners over the holiday, I'm guessing a yeah. lot of families bought... Um, I'm guessing a lot of families bought PS3. So, you know, what do you do? You, you buy your kid a, a PS3 for Christmas. Uh, you hop on the PlayStation Store. Oh, then you see Dora the Explorer, like, being one of the first things that pops up. And yeah. your kid literally shits themselves. So, of course, you're going to buy it. Um, I <laughs> yeah, think that's the it doesn't, only doesn't hurt us at all to be there. So Yeah, I guess. I mean, I would have preferred some other games. But even then, I don't really buy – I don't really go back and buy PS2 classics anyway. Uh, I, w- I would if I could play them on my Vita, though. tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And uh, last title, released on the PlayStation Vita, uh, Earth Defense Force 2017 Portable. Now, I am going to be reviewing that. Uh, right, Adam? Yes. Yes, sir. You yes. should have the code right now. Okay, great. I'm going to be reviewing that. I don't know exactly what to expect. Earth Defense Force is one of those games that is more fun than it is good. Um, <laughs> and that's not even a joke. It's like what the game's known for. It's ridiculous. It's got four-player co-op. The graphics are terrible. Um, it's all about blowing up, uh, insects, giant insects, and you get weapon upgrades and it's one of those just like, meh, the game's there. Have fun with, have fun with it for what it is. Don't look into it. You're not going to get a triple A, uh, story. You're not going to get like amazing visuals, but, uh, it is like a cult classic. A lot of people love this game. Um, my problem with it though, and I'll, I'll mention this in review. I'll, 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 I'll compare it to how well the game actually plays. But this game was released for $40, $39.99, like almost full retail <laughs> price for Vita. You know, yeah. And this is a port, uh, a port of 2007 or 2009. I think it's 2007's Xbox 360 Earth Defense Force 2017. So this is a port with a bunch of extra features. Um, and I know that that game was loved by a lot of people. Uh, it actually got reviewed pretty well. And um, But... You know, again, it's one of those things. More more fun than it is good. I'm not sure if it's worth 40 of your Vita dollars over something like, you know, Gravity Rush or Uncharted. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. And that's all we got coming out this week, guys. It's going to be a, a thin week. Although next week yeah, there's some good sure. games coming out. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, you know what else I hear, Adam? What? I hear that insane, that uh, trilogy being made by... or you know, overlooked by Guillermo del Toro, movie mm-hmm. director, has attracted a major company. Now, this news comes yeah, after... Sorry? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, the project was originally backed by a troubled publisher, THQ, before the company dropped the title due to ongoing financial difficulties. However, the, del Toro revealed uh, that he had been actively pursuing other companies in an effort to get Insane off the ground, and it seems that he may have struck gold in an interview with Toronto Sun, if anything... 
if, if the interview with Toronto Sun, now this is funny, hold on, I don't even, so Mike Harridan wrote this news piece and <laughs> comes to, I don't know how Toronto Sun got this scoop. That just blows my mind. But good job, you guys. Uh, <laughs> so Del Toro said, we are in talks with a very, very big company. Uh, he says, I can't say who, but it's one of the big ones. Uh, they really responded to the game and they responded to what we were trying. Um, now, guys, predictions. Who's picking up insane for Guillermo Del Toro? My prediction, well, Ubisoft. It's not Activision because they're not trying anything. Sure as fuck not THQ. <laughs> no. 2K? Hmm, that's, uh, that's a good one. Now, who would, who would go for that? Uh, so, in case listeners you don't know, uh, Insane is a game that's supposed to be uh, of survival horror. Um, well, it's supposed to have something to do with survival horror, I guess. It's supposed to be very different. It's supposed to be very, very gory, very disgusting, very disturbing. Uh, it's a mystery, though. Because Guillermo del Toro, even though he's been talking about it for a long time, uh, hasn't showed. They haven't showed off anything. Not even you know. Not even any gameplay. Nothing. Concept art or anything. Yeah, nothing. So we have no idea what this game could be. However, uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because Guillermo del Toro is a huge gamer. You know, like that guy constantly. I've listened to podcasts he's been on. He constantly talks about Bioshock, Shadow of the Colossus. He knows what he's talking about. He plays a lot of games and he does great movies. Uh, I really enjoyed Hellboy. I loved Pan's Labyrinth. So um, I'm going to stay cautiously optimistic on this one. I was what sad about, when it got canceled. Did you, did you say you said 2K? I said 2K, yeah. I was thinking, what about Rockstar? Hmm. Is that possible? Uh, yeah, that, I don't see what? Rockstar picking. Like a, it's got to be a company that's okay a, with gratuitous right. like gore and violence. So. I, w- I would yeah. say like I, I would say something like EA because they're you know pretty much like one of the biggest. True. But that's fair. Yeah. I don't know if they would go for something that violent, but maybe they would. I mean, what's hmm. their most violent game? EA mm. Madden. Oh, you know what? Actually, your whole Rockstar thing makes sense because they, yeah. they published Mac, uh, Madhunt. Madhunt. Uh, yeah, and so and so they never shy away from the controversy when the lawyers exactly. get all antsied up. So I mean, it's I mean after Grand Theft Auto Five, we know absolutely nothing about what they could be working on. So it's feasible, oh, I, I guess. Aren't they working? Yeah, they're working on. Um, uh, isn't it sort of like a, a follow up to La Noir? Oh, I hope. Isn't not. that what I heard? Who's working on this? Well, team. I mean, Team Bondi disbanded, yeah, team. right? The developers of La yeah, Noir. Yeah. I thought that they. Some of them like formed up again or something like that. Oh, that'd Almost be great. Almost positive. Yeah. What game is that? Am I, I'm not making this up. Am I? It's another. <laughs> it's another detective game. Hmm. I don't have it in front of me. I'll have uh, to. Okay. Somebody will have to respond. And uh, I know that I know that uh, Rockstar had the agent. Um, that was also supposed to be some type of PS3 game. I mean, this has been talked about for years now. Yeah. They, they showed yeah, that. People off. are waiting for Bully Two as well. Oh yeah, Bully Two. I know. You know, I never played Bully One. I didn't like it. Honestly, and I, I love Rockstar games, and I just I don't know it didn't click with me. The whole schoolyard setting was just kind of kind of lame, yeah. So, uh, another news, another franchise that may be in peril. Uh, Wipeout may be unlikely to return, says X Series Dev. Uh, Sony's futuristic racing franchise Wipeout is unlikely to make a comeback following the closure of Liverpool Studio last year. Uh, sad news to li- that Liverpool Studio got closed, by the way. But either way, uh, according to an ex-developer of the popular series, which has remained a tentpole franchise for the PlayStation platform since its debut in 1994. Um, so VJ247 got this news in an interview with Nick Burscom. Uh when quizzed if we'd see a new title, Burstcom replied, Who knows? Sony keeps things pretty tight regarding plans, but my honest answer is probably not, even though I'd hope so. I'd love to see Sony experiment with some of its IP across other platforms. Maybe that's uh, Psygnosis, 
the, the psychosis and me psychosis. I don't really know that word. Uh, if I had the chance, I'd love to bring something like Wipeout to iOS. Uh, so doesn't sound so good for Wipeout. I'm a big fan of Wipeout, though. Uh, derailed fans know that. Um, it's unfortunate. But like I was saying last time, Wipeout needs some uh, kicking the ass. Life. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I think the Vita one was was pretty good. So but, uh, what I take away from this story, um, what's that word? Psygnosis? <laughs> Psygnosis? <laughs> Let us an... know in the comments. Yeah, okay, so none of us know. <laughs> There's uh, another task. <laughs> uh, so, some other news. Assassin's Creed 3 Battle Hardened DLC has been announced. Oh, uh, <laughs> wake up when this segment's over. <laughs> well, Adam, you reviewed Assassin's Creed 3, right? <laughs> yeah. You really liked it. No, I didn't. You liked Give it. Give me 8-5. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Come on, game. Doesn't eight mean five. I liked it. Yeah, okay, I know, but I mean... Uh, he was bringing his objective PlayStation expertise to that. I think it's a good game, thing. it's just... I don't know, the the whole... You know, I mean, my, my opinion on Assassin's Creed franchise has not changed. Mm. They're really good games. I think that they're interesting. They're fun to play for a while, but... I I think that's pretty much where it ends. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I'm, I'm kind of done me, with Assassin's Creed Three. Was so uh, at least the first few hours were so broken and so riddled with glitches that honestly I just like I was kind of laughing. Like my girlfriend played it more because she's kind of a history buff. But it's God, I just get so bored and the story doesn't interest me. Um, I I guess one kind of soured me. Like I don't think anybody liked Assassin's Creed One. Well, that's not true. People liked it, but no. I just thought I right. I mean, besides the fact that there, you know, there were just like stupid bugs in the game, and uh, I, I thought that, like the whole intro part was just—I don't know—it didn't for me. It just didn't work that much. Yes, the, like the core game, really good. Don't get me wrong at all; they're really cool. But um, I just—I think the franchise needs to take a little break. Mm-hmm. I, I don't—I uh, don't think it should be a yearly. I, I don't think you. we should see an Assassin's Creed Four. For like another four years, but you know that won't happen. Yeah, I think the gameplay format is just getting tired. Like the third-person view, the complicated like multi-trigger control scheme. You know, the hold R one to run. Like everything about that has just to me gotten so familiar after uh, five games. Is that where we're at right now? Yeah, I'd say more, man, because we've got also we've got the PSP one, we got the Vita one. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, totally. So it's just like. I'm hoping, and the only thing that's going to get me back to play the next installment, whether it's Assassin's Creed 4 or whatever, is is a revamp to the the fundamental controls and the mechanics that power the game. Because to me, I didn't like it in one, and it hasn't changed enough throughout the series to be compelling. Yeah, so I got, I got, I'm a, I would call myself a big Assassin's Creed fan, but what pisses me off is so I have a lot of, um, you know, just kind of casual gamer friends in real life, and they know uh, that I write for PSU or whatever, and so they come up to me. And they're like, hey, man, have you played Assassin's Creed 3 yet? And they're expecting to get into a big conversation with me. And I just say, no, no, I haven't. And they, they're, sh- they're shocked, like mind blown. Like, how can you, uh, you know, a quote unquote video game journalist have not played Assassin's Creed, yet, Creed 3 yet? Cause, and, I, and I replied, because I've played Assassin's Creed last year. And I'm literally not excited to play another one yet. I know that the game will probably be really good. And I know that Assassin's Creed uh, 3 is probably, you know, different enough. But Revelations left such a bad taste in my mouth. And I just played that last year. You know, well, I know we're 2013 now, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
So I just uh, Ubisoft right. doesn't give me enough time to get excited for Assassin's Creed Three. You know, I play right. it. You know, like you you play something like even Uncharted. They they give you a two year cycle, which I think that's fair. But there's something to be said for someone like Konami or something like Kojima Productions where they release a Metal Gear game, and then you don't get another one for like four years. So you're craving yeah. it, you're salivating for it. You know, and I, that I like. Um, mm-hmm. These yeah, yearly I, huge franchises, yeah. no, no, not for me. I think I mean again, just so I think all three of us are like agreeing here. They're good games. Oh, they're yeah. really, really good games. I love no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and there's, I there's mean, a lot to like about it, but it's just over. I think at this point, it's just overkill. And oh. Assassin's Creed Three was, uh, you know, I think it was a really good game. It was interesting. It was fun. It was all those things. It was what you make of it. But I just think I still I need another break still. And the thought that there's going to be DLC that's pretty much more of the same. I mean, it's not, I don't know. Doesn't and let's exciting. not let's not forget the the day and date with Assassin's Creed Three. A freaking Vita version came out. So there was yeah. two Assassin's Creed games the same day. Like yeah, yeah. Ubisoft is just going crazy, and then like oh, yeah. Far Cry Three is just. Man, but you know we yeah, can talk shit all year. we want. Yeah, we we can talk shit all we want. Those games sell like hotcakes. So yeah, yeah. they're laughing to the bank. Um, yeah. More DLC dated uh, or revealed. Black Ops Two Revolution DLC has been dated and given a preview trailer. Now, uh, I guess this is the first pack. Yes, the first DLC map pack for Call of Duty Black Ops Two. Um, the pack includes four new multiplayer maps, a new zombies map, and an exclusive multiplayer weapon. I don't know about that or how that will stay balanced. And a brand new zombies game mode. Um, it's going live on Xbox Live first, of course. Money hats. Um, on January 29th. And other platforms probably um, literally a month later. Um, so mm-hmm. expect that for late February, March. Early March. That's for our Black Ops fans. Guys, I... Uh, I skipped over two news stories that I was going to segue very well into. Uh, so when I was speaking of uh, Guillermo del Toro and uh, Shadow of the Colossus, I wanted to segue into this, another uh, Hollywood uh, honcho talking about Shadow of the Colossus, Hannah co-writer. Have you guys watched Hannah? No, I have not. No. Hannah what was a it? movie about like a girl warrior, like a little girl warrior. I don't know. I haven't watched it either. I just saw like preview. It looked pretty good. Uh, the Hannah... Like a- Sorry? A 10-year-old assassin or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. It looks cool, and I didn't watch it. Uh, probably will. The co-writer for Hannah has joined the Shadow of the Colossus movie production. Now, will the Shadow of the Colossus movie ever happen? I doubt it, but someone uh, someone joined onto it. But, hey, it's the video game industry. You, we hear about video game movies every other day. Do they ever come <laughs> out? No, they don't. And the ones that do come out suck so bad. Yeah, really. Suck so bad. I'm looking at you, Max Payne and freaking Hitman. <laughs> um, I liked Hitman, actually. What about Mortal Kombat? Oh, okay, okay. So that's the exception, right? I mean, Mortal <laughs> Kombat was pretty good, but let's take a look. You want to go back in time? How about Double Dragons? Super How about Mario the Brothers? Super Mario one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Street Fighter. Oh, God. Um, all right. Blood so, Rain? Oh, Blood Rain. Oh, the freaking Uwe Boll. We're not, going, <laughs> we're not talking about him. So Seth Lockheed, co-writer of action movie uh, Hannah, has jumped on board the film adaptation of uh, T. Michael's Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, the movie has been in the pipeline since 2009, and it originally featured a script penned by Justin Marks of Street Fighter fame. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the new Street Fighter movie that is also terrible. Uh, since then, however, things have gotten a bit quiet. Uh, CBG reports, however, that not only has Lockheed signed on, signed on to the project, but he'll also be joined by Josh Tranks, who did Chronicle, and uh, Kevin Misher, who did Public Enemies. Shadow of the Colossus was released on PlayStation 2 in 2005, and eventually received a high-definition makeover alongside Ico. Uh, which, by the way, I just platinumed. 
And in order to Platinum Michael, you need to do a two-hour speed run. So I had to beat the game in under two hours, which was insane. I failed the first time, tried the second time, and I did it with five minutes remaining. Uh, so I'm happy about that. I love Ico. I love Shadow of the Colossus. And it pains me. It pains me. By the way, Platinum! Uh, I had to say. <laughs> it pains me that uh, the, the last Guardian is just gone forever, or wherever it is in Limbo. Mm. Um. Okay. That's what I wanted to bring up before. Uh, also, we were talking about THQ, which would have been an awesome time to get into uh, the whole craziness that's happening. But we'll get into that after it's a big topic. Um, another game, Dated. Now, this game's going to be terrible, I bet you. But, uh, the wa- you know, it's not fair for me saying that. I can't, can't, you know, I can't just say a game's going to be terrible. It doesn't look good on my part. But The Walking Dead Survival Instinct. That's the first-person shooter Walking Dead game that's based on the show. So, yeah. first of all, it's based on a TV show that's based... That's loosely based off the comic book. I mean, the TV show has nothing to do with the source material at this point. And, and this is based off the TV show. So it's just trying to capitalize on AMC's, um, whatever AMC has done. But it looks like a terrible game. And it's a first-person shooter. I mean, we've, we're coming off of the game of, year, game of the Year stuff where The Walking Dead did so good. And, yeah. and there's literally nothing bad about The Walking Dead as an IP. Like, to, to, to this day, the comics, uh, the TV show, and the game are all, you know, rated really high. Uh, this is going to be the first thing, I think, I'm predicting, this is going to be the first Walking Dead property that's just terrible. No, I, I, I agree with you there, yeah. It's just, it's totally unnecessary to me, and if you see, like, the thing is, there isn't a lot available on the game right now, like, I think the trailer they came out with a couple days ago was a live-action trailer, right? And this game comes out in two months, No, they and came all out we've with got are a few trailer. screenshots. They came Did out, they really? Yeah, oh, they, they showed some one. gameplay, it looked terrible. It looked yeah, absolutely it looks terrible. Yeah, like it looks like an original Xbox game, right? Oh, it looks so bad. Um, So, like I was saying, we, we, we started talking about how bad this game was before even getting into the news, so they dated it. Uh... Like you were saying, Kyle, it's coming out in March, March 29th, which is ridiculous. Okay. They, they, that, they haven't been yeah. working on this game for long at all. Um, March 29th, 2013, you play as two of the characters from the show, one of which everybody hates, one of which is awesome. Um, you're in Atlanta. That's all I care about. Where do you think Activision is throwing all their money where they need to keep pumping these out to make it all back? I don't know, man. But they've also confirmed that the game will appear on Wii U with a backpack-style interface similar to Zombie U. Uh, so yeah, doesn't sound like doesn't sound like this game is going to go too far. Uh, you know what? It pissed me off though. This well, I know that The Walking Dead uh, sold really well, the downloadable game, and it was amazing. I uh, love those games. I've talked about them to death on the podcast already. But it pisses me off that they're trying to capitalize on the mainstream. You know, the the mainstream Walking Dead fan the guy that watches a tv show and says oh the tv show was first and then the game came and then there's comics now but either way uh it pisses me off that they're trying to do that and it's even more so that it's a first person shooter man if there's anything about the walking dead and anything you learn from the game or the comics is that it isn't about the fucking zombies it's about the people and how horrible people can be after the world ends walking dead almost has nothing to do with zombies beside being about everything about zombies but you know what i mean um new game announced you ready for this one adam yeah, lay down me. <laughs> Traveler's Tales has announced Lego Marvel Superheroes. Oh my god, please go kill yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The latest game to explore the world and lore of Marvel Comics. This may come expected <laughs> to a lot of fans, as Warner Brothers owns both Double T Games and DC <sighs> Comics. 
which has been a long time rival to Marvel Comics, but it looks like they've they've hugged it out. Um, the game is set to feature an open world environment filled with vehicles, Lego NPCs, and side quests, which the series is known for. Uh, confirmed locations so far include New York City, the, <sighs> sh- <laughs> the Shield Helicarrier, and Asgard. Uh, with so many locations to choose from, New York is the most likely uh, setting for the world as a majority of the superheroes' adventures takes place in there. Um, so we've got... Hearing that news makes me feel so <laughs> out of touch with reality right now. I feel like I must be on mushrooms or something like that. Is, is that franchise, the Lego like world franchise of games, really so popular that they're going to make this game? Oh, yes. Is it really so popular <laughs> that there's apparently... Like I, th- I think it is among among kids anyway. Like you know, I hear about it a lot from like parents and stuff that I know really? when they buy is for that... their kids on the holidays. Yeah, especially since they last year they now they launched uh, the DC superheroes one or Lego Batman two and that one yeah. you know coming right at the height of like the Batman movie frenzy did really well. I think. Hey, for, forget about that one. You know, as much shit as we talk about. Oh, so so before we get it completely derailed, it's got Deadpool, it's got Thor, Spider Man, Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man, uh, Black Widow, whatever her name is. Uh, and Wolverine. So, but you know what? As much as we talk shit about, um, as much as we talk shit about the Lego games, and you know, yeah, they sell really well. A lot of games sell really well, but are still shit. Uh, hey, forget that. Lego Lord of the Rings came out uh, in November, and Steven loved it. He gave it a nine point oh on ten. Um, yeah. He said that it was a fantastic tribute to the Lord of the Rings franchise and one of the best Lego games to boot. And you know, it got reviewed pretty well across the board. So hey, maybe if it's good, it's good. Yeah, and I got to put my money where my mouth is, too. I gave Lego Batman 2 an 8 out of 10, I think. Because yeah. I, I, I think it honestly has... Uh, it is a very good approach to bringing a younger generation into open-world gaming. I mean, they pull, pulls off a lot of things really well. It's fun co-op, but, um, man, there are a lot of those games. That, that's right. I may have given a decent review to a Lego game here or there. I may have, <laughs> there. but I'm just saying enough is enough. Come on, guys. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Just, uh, it just please, some developer try something new. Lego just come up with a fucking... different idea. Okay, let's fine. Not shoot, let's not shoot people. Let's not do a sports game, and let's not make everything into a Lego character. Right. Well, Capcom Vancouver, here's your cries, Adam, because they're working cool. on two new games. Uh, the developer behind Dead Rising 2 is busy beavering away on two unannounced titles. Capcom Vancouver's official website dropped the news via a general recruitment post, which states, quote, Capcom has one of the industry's greatest back catalogs, but for our next project, we've been given the opportunity to create Capcom's next big game. And details are sketchy at... Uh, this is no longer a quote. Uh, details are, in, are sketchy at this early stage. Uh, that would be funny if that was a quote. Though one thing is certain, <laughs> uh, don't expect any zombies this time around. Uh, P.S. Dot dot dot. No zombies. The post te- teased. Um, I would say that this is potentially Dead Rising three being one of them um, because it's the same developer. Uh, but there's another big game uh, in a LinkedIn listing. An opportunity for a UI software engineer reads: "Quote: Capcom Vancouver is growing!" Exclamation uh, point. We have two unannounced projects in play. Uh, we need the help of a smart, passionate, and dedicated people. To help us make our open world action games. It added open world action games. Uh, huh. Dead Rising 2 was released in 2010 and received a number of extra content in the form of new missions featuring original hero Frank West. In addition, the entire game was reimagined in West as the main character in Dead Rising 2 off the record. Now, I don't really care about the Dead Rising games. I'm just going to say that on record. I love zombies. Uh, Dead Rising 1 was alright. Dead Rising 2 looked like caca. Um... It's just, nah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I can't stand playing a game when there's 
the Majora's Mask thing going on when I'm timed. When I can't yeah. just, you know, spend... I, I'm very OCD. I, I love to just complete everything in a game, and I love to search every nook and cranny and do as much as I can. So, um, yeah, from my understanding, Kyle, I mean, maybe you can you can explain me more, but Persona 4 is like that as well, right? Um, it, it's timed in the sense that the game... So the game basically takes place over the course of a calendar year or most of a calendar year. And you can spend as much time as you want in any given day. Like you choose when to go to sleep and and move it to the next day. And like, you know, story events happen at certain days throughout the year. I mean, if you play well enough and efficiently enough, you can complete absolutely everything in the game before like the calendar year runs out. Can you miss content? Like, can you finish the game and your friend's like, oh my god, this party member was awesome, and you're like, who the fuck are you talking about? No, no, no. Well, nothing nothing as dire as that. You don't you don't miss any party members or anything like that, but you could say, you, uh, on a given Sunday, you know, somebody, you know, one of your friends might not call you up to hang out, and you, you know, you might miss a dialogue conversation or, like, an item they would have given you, and there are, like, different hidden factors that influence that, but that's what New Game Plus is for, right? Alright, cool. And you got your Platinum in one run, or two two runs two and a half oh okay all right yeah it took me right. well that's that's kind of what i just Wrong mentioned with there, you guys there was, a, <laughs> there was a trophy for like reading all of the books in the game and, and like that exact example i gave you is one where i like missed a book on the second playthrough ah. and I, and over yeah um but adam fun. any See, thoughts on games awesome. cool uh, adam on any thoughts on games on well either the unannounced games but dead rising in general Mm, I played the Kaka one, and <laughs> it was just that. Okay. It was okay. Yeah, it was yeah. okay. I hate the. So wait a minute. Wait, I'm confused. Did you just say? I thought you said that they're um, two unannounced. Uh, oh, they're just unannounced. Unannounced, but IPs. one of them is from the Dead Rising guys. So okay, so it's probably a Dead Rising game. Yeah. Okay. Are either of them going to be new IPs? Did they say? No. Okay. Cool. Just two new <laughs> games. You were asking for new IPs, and I gave you new games. I'm sorry. They That's might be okay. sequels. Uh, I guarantee you one of them is new, though, because from to my knowledge, uh, Capcom Vancouver only does Dead Rising, but now they're working on two games. Mm. So, yeah. Hopefully it's not two Dead Rising games. Speaking of more dead <laughs> zombie games, Dead Island Riptide oh, yeah. is getting the Rigor Mortis Edition. Uh, Rigor Mortis Edition will, receive, will be released in North America, I guess, only, uh, as Deep Silver has announced. Uh, do alongside the standard version of the upcoming zo- zombie sequel. Oh, that's kind of a sequel. The Rigor Mortis edition includes an alternate box art, a deep strategy map, whatever. Oh, no, sorry, a digital strategy map. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, an in-game unlockable content. Un. A one. Uh, zombie hula girl and a bobble figurine. Uh, and a severed hand bottle opener, a fridge magnet, and a bungalow key. April 23rd, 2010, in the U.S., <laughs> Europe on April 26th. That's Dead Island Riptide, I think. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. God, I couldn't care less about that game. Another. I heard it was good, too. I just don't. <laughs> yeah, but this Man. is kind of. I heard it was good. I heard it was super buggy. Uh, but Wait, Which I, one? I, the first one? Dead Island, yeah. But this is like a rehash, isn't it? Like. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a sequel. I think it's maybe like an alternate story or something. Yeah, they're just like which adding I guess is a, sequel, but... a bunch of content or something like that. I don't know. More marketing. Yeah. Poor communication. Yeah. More rehashes. Little Big Planet 2 Extras Edition has been unveiled. Oh, cool. That's that's it. There aren't enough editions for that game yet. (laughs) Sony has pulled off the wraps for Little Big Planet 2 Extra Edition, which features the original Do It Yourself platform sequel and a host of extra content. Due out exclusively on PS3, the toy. The Extras Edition features the cross controller pack, allowing players to utilize the PS Vita as a controller, as well as Little Big Planet 2 Move 
move pack Rise of the Cakeling. Uh, as detailed on the PlayStation blog, the bundle also adds various costume packs and premium level kits to enjoy. Uh, this is the second like game of the year type edition. There was like the special edition, the game of the year edition. Actually, this is probably the third rehash of Little Planet 2. Uh, no price or release date has been announced yet, uh, but Sony is simply saying it's coming soon. Any Me. thoughts? Yeah. Uh, Little Planet 2 originally hit store shelves in January 2011. It's just pretty much finding out new ways to put new packaging on the, the same game. It's kind of a joke at this point. That game's free with PlayStation Plus. What the hell's going <laughs> on know. over there? I know, yeah. It's, it's, you, it know is... what, you, know what, you know what fucking bugs me to hell? How Sony has this great fucking service with PlayStation Plus. You can get Little Big Planet for free, get Ratchet and Clank for free, Infamous, all these other games, but nowhere in stores do, do they make that clear. You know, how many families went in yeah. and bought a PS3 for, the, for Christmas, for their kids and whatever, and, and it bought, comes like, with a voucher for PS Plus. Yeah. Yeah. And bought like six games with it, and turns out two of those games are yeah. free with PlayStation Plus. It, oh, it's maddening. They don't <laughs> fucking tell people about these things. They've got no. Sony has no voice. They don't. Oh, Jesus, he's channeling some Mike Heritage. I'm sorry, no. dude. This is this is this has pissed me off for the last year and a half. How how but, like the mainstream consumer? Granted, there's a reason they're mainstream because they don't aren't as passionate about it as we are. How Sony does not reach out to them and make them aware of why PlayStation and PlayStation Plus are so awesome. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. Forget about PlayStation Plus because Sony's making money off that and, you know, it's going well for them. It keeps getting better. I understand you, your, your complaints with it, but forget about that. How about the fucking Vita? You know, like, we... we yeah. Wait, okay, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, there's a new story for that. But before we get into a bunch of Sony news to end off news, um, let's just talk a little bit about the this THQ whole debacle. Uh, so THQ franchise rights may be sold to EA and others at an auction on January 22nd. Now, I'm going to give you guys yeah. the quick rundown. Now, th- there's a lot of legal stuff, and I am not a person that understands a lot of it. But I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown from what I understand of this THQ stuff. So they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yep. They were supposed to have their assets bought by a company called Clear Clear Lake Capital. Yeah, Clear yep, Lake Capital. Right. Okay, cool. And... They were supposed to have, and creditors were supposed to have until January 12th or something to uh, check out whatever THQ and just make sure that it's okay. Because they, 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 the whole point they were doing this is so that they could absolve their debt and then jump back on their feet with this invest investment group, Clear, Clear Lake Capital or whatever. And THQ would actually continue uh, as THQ, just owned by another company, kind of like Vivendi, how they own a bunch of shit. Um, but it ended up being, it got even more dirty. It ended up being that creditors deemed it um, not right because apparently THQ would survive past the date of January 12th. And so that they they didn't let them, uh, they didn't let them get, um, they didn't basically let them get uh, bought out by Clear Lake. Actually, it's super confusing. Maybe they did. But all I know is that they still have a lot of their debt. And they had to, what they're doing now, is auctioning off uh, all their IPs and maybe even their studios, which is completely insane. I can't believe this is happening to THQ. It's sad. sad. Yeah, it it is sad. Um, What what, what happened? I I don't understand. Um, So they said, hey, you're going to survive past... Uh, no, 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 like before that. What you know with THQ? Yeah, it was it was the uh, yeah it was the UDraw tablet. They yeah. you know apparently it sold. Re- I mean it sold really well on the Wii when it when it launched in like 2010 or something. I don't know that thing flew really under the radar for me, but yeah it it sold 
Um, you know, I'm kind of looking back at my news article now. It sold huge on Wii. Like they were super proud with the investment, so they immediately started production on like an equal number of units for 360 and PS3, where there is absolutely zero market for yeah. in like artist's tablet controller and, and that's exactly what happened they made like all millions of units yeah. yeah none of them sold so they lost multi-millions of dollars and it's um, not just the game that came been... with like a tablet you know so it's like they hack yeah. actually had to manufacture something and it's not some shitty guitar controller it, it was like a, a fully functional like tablet that you draw on and that transmits no i know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about oh, okay, so okay. they're this so they're so after that loss their stock just plummeted yeah, like okay. was destroyed to the point where yeah they've had to i mean they've dipped below the one dollar range on uh i can't remember what stock market they're listed on but yeah they've dipped below the range of being listed a couple times and they've used a couple like basically financial tricks to get themselves back up into the red but mm-hmm. and again they've run down which is when they contacted clear lake capital and yeah i'm not sure down the relationship with clear lake as it stands now but my understanding is just that clear lake does own them now, I believe, and then Clear Lake is orchestrating the sale of these franchises oh, okay. to it's help such, recuperate some of those some of those losses. Such a mind fuck, even for someone like you who did your research and wrote, wrote this big article. It's such a mind fuck, and it's such a bordello. It's so disgusting yeah. what's happening. It's so confusing that I, I don't even put it like it's not. I, it, nobody can understand. I don't even think THQ. I don't even think Juice Jason Rubin has any idea what's going on. No, nah, he probably knows. <laughs> but um, That's, you know, it raises an interesting point, though. So they're auctioning off some of their franchises on January yeah. 22nd. And that's yeah. the thing, like the big news came out of this hearing where this judge in Delaware um, said, okay, this is all clear. These finances look fine. You can set up this auction. And we know that EA has toured THQ very recently. Um, we have an inside information on that from this debt firm on Twitter, I think. Yeah, they know that EA has contacted THQ and is interested in buying, but there are apparently five potential buyers, like five companies that yep. have shown interest. So we don't know who those five are. We don't know which franchises are up for sale yet, although we do know it's not all of them. Um, but we're going to find out very, very soon. So right, what do which you ones do you think? think they would retain? So uh, two, of, two of the five, I heard of this, on, I read this on another website, I can't remember which now, but two of the five apparently reportedly are EA and Square Enix. So yeah, it, I've heard I've heard EA. So yeah, yeah that that's definitely up so, there. I don't know franchises they should retain. Yeah. I think uh, Saints Row is their best. Bet yeah, that's their their money. big money. I mean, it's easily their highest seller. It's easily yeah. the, the most recognizable. But that even that's going to be a tough because think about when whenever Saint you know let's say Saints Row four like I, it's probably halfway through development right now, right? Because I think they said you know more than a year ago they started work on it immediately after saints row 3 mm-hmm. and a lot of the saints row 3 dlc got folded into four as content so so that's the middle of production we could say maybe that might see release you know not by the end of 2013 but maybe early 2014 when everyone's probably still in gta 5 fervor mm-hmm. you know i don't know what that means for saints row but saints row has been their best-selling franchise up until now yep dark siders they could probably they could probably give off to someone else yeah give it a different home it's not been that great of a performer for them uh, uh dark siders do sold sold pretty well but i mean they they i think dark side dark siders 2 uh sold about two million units which is pretty well pretty good yeah, but they had they needed they said yeah it is it's pretty good um but they said that they needed more than two million sales or something that to actually stay alive just because of the shitty financial situation thq is in yeah and it sucks that that falls on dark siders it's like oh dark siders didn't perform adequately yeah. enough and, you know, but it sold two million units, and it's a pretty well-reviewed game. You know, I played is, it a few yeah. times at a few yeah. events, and I, I really enjoyed Dark Siders too. I thought it was badass. Yeah. And um, that number of copies sold is kind of insane too. And I think that's a 
a, a financial conundrum that is certainly affecting THQ because of their stock, but I think it's almost more of an industry-wide problem where, you know, I read the news last year that EA figured Dead Space 3 would have to sell yeah. 6 million copies yeah, to break yeah. even? To fucking break yeah. even? Are you Fuck kidding that. me? Like, I know. There's way too much money being spent on game production. <laughs> I completely agree. It's just, it's like, so it's just like what's going on with... Uh, movies yeah yeah like john carter but, what 260 million to make the movie and it only made 80 of that hollywood hollywood insane. had a huge problem with that a few years ago where there was pretty much no more uh indie movies and you know there there, there weren't many like big budget movies but then that got kind of uh fixed by only a few huge budget movies coming out per year a few like about like i'd say 10 years ago it was probably all they were aiming for was huge games and yeah. this a uh, huge movie sorry the same thing is going to happen uh, yeah. For the video game industry. And then we wonder, and then all these companies like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, they're getting fucked by the mobile market and like wondering, oh, what's happening? Why isn't our Vita selling? Well, because the fucking amount of money it costs to make a Vita game compared to a shitty iOS game that's going to sell buttloads. Just yeah. like, yeah. come on. And and there has to be a good thing, though, that's happened this generation. Thank God. It's all about your returns. Yeah, was the emergence it's of PlayStation hurt. Network and Xbox Live. Uh, yeah. That's where we get, you know, look at the game of the years for, for 2012. Dude, Walking Dead, Journey, like yep. a lot of people voted Unfinished Swan, like some really badass downloadable games. And that's the future, man. It doesn't take mm-hmm. $500 million or like that's ridiculous, but like $50 million to make a and game. And four years of development in yeah. which you're not releasing anything else. That's exactly. the big thing with iOS is that they can they can shit out six or seven pretty good iOS titles in, in a year's time. And yeah, they're only selling for 99 cents a pop, but it didn't cost you more than two grand to make exactly. all of them. So you're making crap load of profit. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's a huge problem right now is that there's just too much, too many games coming out, too many big budget games coming out that are just mediocre. You know, I mean, we were were talking, I think we were talking during the podcast, or maybe it was before, we were talking about like Metal Gear taking like a four year hiatus off. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, just look at like the releases that Sony had this year. You know, I mean, no offense to them for their PS3 exclusives, but they weren't really that great. I mean, They well, could have easily. I mean, the problem is we, we, did, can... we, did, we didn't get that. We didn't get that big holiday title. You know that that right. that was the big misstep. Microsoft had Halo Four. Uh, Nintendo launched the Wii U. Sony banked on um, PS PS, PS All Stars, which I love. I know Kyle loves, but we didn't get that big uh, exclusive. You know, which that 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 kind of made mm. the year look a little bit silly. Um, was StarCraft Two this year? No, that was last year. Yes. No, that maybe might have been the 2010. year before, 2010. Yeah, it was 2010. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, totally. Because no, I had it for my debug, and, and I haven't had my debug that long. Wait, StarCraft? No, God, I'm sorry. No, um, StarHawk. <laughs> 2011. StarHawk was, yeah. Was that last year? Uh, 2011. I think, I think it was April of 2012. Oh, really? Or spring 2012 of some kind, yeah. No, I remember, I, I vividly remember playing the beta in my uh, my dorm last year, so... Oh yeah, May May of twenty twelve. Okay. Shit, like that game. Star has, but yeah, no, that game just has to, was under has to have underperformed. Oh yeah, I've yeah, anything. and it took all oh, yeah. the, and and that and that studio didn't yeah. do anything after Dude. Warhawk. And all that time was for Starhawk. All that money was for Starhawk, Dude. and it just came out and dropped off the map. And so, the worst part about that is Starhawk's actually a really super decent is. game. And the worst worst part about that is hats off to. Uh, Lightbox, they they shut down, man. They and and I'm I feel so bad for all of those employees. They crafted something super unique. They said, hey, fuck this whole first person shooter shit. We're gonna make 
an online massively multiplayer RTS third-person shooter. Like, that, we need more of that. And what happens? They make it. They spend all this time making it, all this money. Then the fucking studio closes down and everybody's out of a job. Right. That's so sad. I hate that. And, and those kind of things are hard to predict, like, whether the, the mainstream consumer will go for your idea. But I guess my whole point with THQ and, and other companies is that since, since you can't bet on how a new idea like that is going to be received, you should spend less money and have less investment in it going in. Like, you want to make the biggest – you want to make the best game you can, right? Like, yeah. Lightbox put heart and soul into Starhawk. You know, they're PlayStation loyal. They want to make the best game for us consumers. But you have to understand that if you're going to put – 200 million dollars into this four year of four years of development for the single game like you better make damn sure it's gonna sell because if it's don't your company is gonna tank and you don't even need these crazy freaking 32 gigabyte textures or whatever unreal engine oh. 18 you don't need because like look i i am absolved of all the, these like the hype shit about walking dead you guys remember i started reviewing the walking dead and i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and my reviews were yep, my reviews were like like glowing and i was just like this game is amazing so and I started that, like, what, in the summer or whatever, when Walking Dead started coming out. So what's the funnest thing I played in 2012? My game of the year was Walking Dead. And it couldn't have cost, uh, sorry, Telltale much to make that game. And look at it now. They're, they're, no. they're laughing. Yeah. You know? So screw all this AAA OR game, Assassin's Creed. We have to have six studios. Six, like, studios to fucking 700 employees working across the world to, to just freaking bring um, this franchise yearly. No, fuck that. Fuck that. I think, just... good, I think a good concept will always be good graphics any day yeah i just want them to rein in the spending just spend less hey. money rein it in bring it bring it close bring it back in and go for you know find ways to make it cheaper because you're oh. gonna lose if not like thq and like when thq gets back on its feet you know going back to that conversation yeah. whatever franchises they they still have after this fire sale you know saints row right they're gonna have to learn to spend less money making True. the next saints row True. because if they don't they're dead. Like no one's going to buy them. The investment firm is going to go back on all their promises and all the money put into THQ. Mm-hmm. Like they have to, and but, maybe that'll be a sign to other studios that they need to start doing the same. The you, dead space. I'm sorry. The dead space thing just sticks with me. The fact yeah. that that game needs to sell six million to break even is I know. fucking crazy. It's fucking stupid. Especially the fact that like, all right, you guys want to you wanna, like maximize exposure on this? Add co-op multiplayer. Whatever. Co-op multiplayer remains to be seen as something that'll actually work for dead space, but. From everything that they've been saying, you know how Dead Space 1 and 2 were too scary, so they need to tone it down a little bit. Like, come on, you guys are scaring the shit out of me. As a huge, huge Dead Space, Dead Space 1 of my favorite games of all time. Um, as a huge Dead Space fan, it just worries me. Dead Space 3 really worries me. Now, you don't, like, to, to your point before, Kyle, and, and yours, Adam, we, we don't need these amazing-looking games. We don't need the bleeding-edge bleeding tech. We don't need the latest engines. Because look at Journey and The Walking Dead. Those games yep. looked beautiful without the latest engine, without the craziest graphics, but... That graphics were so stylized and done in such a, just they knocked it out of par- out of the park with a certain style and it just made the game look amazing, especially Journey. Now, yeah. uh, you know you don't need to spend thirty million dollars on a game to make like Crisis Three. Like come come on, that's just like okay, but but just being like uh, on the other side of this argument. Oh, but the, I know, the companies I that the companies that are going to get it right. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, like this year we have um, Grand I mean, Theft Auto Five coming out this year, yeah, yeah. and exactly. that's the kind of game that like it's going to reap everything that it puts in. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. such a popular franchise that it can spend, you know, a, exactly. a ridiculous amount of money on, uh, you know, updating its engines and things like yeah. that, and it's and it's worth it for a game like that. Is it worth that's it for uh, every first person shooter? No. 
Mm-hmm. It's not because they're Fair. all the same. I, some studios know, and some franchises are just in that that stratosphere of excellence where it's like everything Rockstar puts out, yeah. like everything it's gonna it's gonna sell like crazy. So they have that freedom and they have that they, they know they're gonna they're gonna go to the bank with it. So why not put all they can into making it look hyper realistic? Because people will dig that. You know, a game like. Uh, you know, Telltale is The Walking Dead. If they had gone, instead of that cel-shaded style, if they had gone for something that looked super realistic, you know, we're talking like Crisis or Grand Theft Auto levels of like facial animation and stuff, how many more millions of dollars would they have yeah. spent on that and maybe not made it back? And That's just a problem for ruined, smaller studios. Yeah, and just completely ruined their whole episodic uh, vision of, you know, releasing oh, one yeah. game every, like, what, two months? And that really worked out for them. Um, but don't get me wrong. We're, we're, you know, we're talking to Smack saying, oh, this sucks, this sucks. But I love me some uncharted yeah. you know, i love the big triple a things i don't i don't want that to ever go away those super hardcore games i you know I, I got an hdtv i love that stuff i want i just i want i love my eyes bleeding but it doesn't have to happen as often as it does darksiders does not need to be uh this huge game it could have been 2d no. and i would have been totally happy but anyways uh we're getting kind of sidetracked let's let's I'm, i want to play a little game i want to make light of this super dark situation for thq so i'm gonna play a little game oh and by the way THQ kind of gets it, but as to what we were just talking about, because South Park looks like shit, but I love the way it looks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you yeah, know? Fair enough. Same, the same a, thing. Yeah, I, it looks like shit, but I love that, um, and that's a good thing. So let's play a little game. I want to play a little game, make some light out of this terrible situation. I'm going to rattle off some THQ games, some THQ franchises, and you guys are going to guess or just name a, a publisher that you think would pick it up. A publisher? I like it. I Any like company. It so, uh, let's say let's start with South Park. We don't really know the the what's happening, but South Park. Let's say South Park were get, to get auctioned off. Who would pick it up? How fucking awesome would it be if somebody like Bethesda picked it up? I was gonna say Square Enix. Well, or Square. What a good RPG, a good RPG place. You know, yeah, Bethesda just, just the sense. RPG expertise, and and then yeah, that's that's really it for me. And you know, it's, South Park's one of those ones that could kind of make sense with anybody. But I'm gonna go with Square. I think that'd be interesting. Okay. Bethesda makes a lot of sense, though, because it, it's made by Obsidian, the guys that made Fallout New Vegas. Uh, it's like, how crazy is it that Fallout New Vegas guys are like, all right, Fallout New Vegas shipped. What do we do now? <laughs> South Park. <laughs> South Park game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's cool. So, Darksiders. Oh, yay. Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I can see, I can see either or. Um, I think they've got they've got the Prince of Persia actiony expertise to kind of bring to the yeah, game. Yeah, I can see that. Hey, let's not let's not rule out Sony and Microsoft, by the way, guys. Um, Fair enough. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, what else we got here? WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree on. Do you think Activision would want to try that? Maybe. It would kind of be like their only sports franchise, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, it'd be kind of a strange. Had, okay, so two, so two K then, two K. 2K or EA? I'd say. Is there another wrestling franchise, or is that it? Oh, there's like unofficial wrestling games, but the official stuff is always. um... Oh yeah, that was back in the day when I was a kid. I do, man. That was my childhood. Except I didn't like it. Everyone. I didn't like it either, but I remembered it. What game? (laughs) Yeah. Just, just wrestling. WWF, oh. WWE in I, general. Yeah, I played a lot of WWF Attitude on uh, PS1. You know what? I even played some of the PS2 ones a lot. All right. This is a tiny one. doesn't really matter. Uh, something like The Blob could be picked up by anybody. But then we've got um, Homefront. Oh. <sighs> It'd be a natural fit with Activision, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't see would... them. I don't, I don't know that they would create a franchise to run against themselves, though. 
Yeah. Well. Well. They also don't seem like huge risk takers. Well, I mean, Homefront sold really well, right? Yeah. So yeah, I think it sold pretty well. So Activision could pick it up I mean, to add to their roster of, of money machines. I think that Activision uh, is content with their, their shooter, and I think maybe EA would pick this up. Yeah. Uh, maybe EA would pick up Homefront and try to do something with it. I don't know. Uh, screw the Kung Fu Panda games. Also, Red Faction. Mm. Mm. Again, I think that could be an EA game. I think it'd be a natural fit with EA's uh, like about the, the kind of internet connectivity they're pushing lately. Like, uh, what is that? What is EA's like service call that's in like Origin. all their games? Origin now? is it? Yeah. Is, yeah, I was. Oh, auto log. Oh, auto log. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. SSX and stuff. I'm not sure how that would fit, but I think EA's got a lot of cool network ideas, and that might help revitalize Red Faction a little bit. For some reason, when I say Red Faction, and I think of who would buy it, just 2K, just. Cannot get out of my mind. For some reason, Red Faction and 2K are just... I can almost picture the logo on the box. I'm not sure why. But um, Saints Row. This is the big one, guys. I heard rumors. Uh, might have been on N4G, which is a terrible place to go by. But uh, I've heard rumors that Microsoft was eyeing Saints Row. And that would be big. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it'd be cool if Sony picked it up. Sony I doesn't really have I an doubt open, Sony open would pick something like that up. Well, I'm kind of naming, yeah, I'm kind of naming the studios where I would like to see it go. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess uh, for real for realism's sake, I, I suppose EA or Ubisoft might be more likely for Saints Row. I could I could see either. I mean, unfortunately, just all the big ones again. Like 2K could easily pick it up. Well, that's the thing because we know there are five studios, so maybe a better question might be: you know, we know one of them's EA, so what are the other four? Exactly. You gotta assume probably two K, probably so Activision. Swear, I, gu- I guarantee you, Ubisoft. I guarantee you, Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Oh yeah. Um, Square Enix, EA, Ubisoft, Activision. I don't know that there's something here that Activision would want, but may I could be wrong. Um, the only other franchise, the last, the last franchise for this game. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? We we missed Metro. Uh, yeah. The Metro games. I don't. I don't. I don't know enough about the Metro games to actually uh, give my thoughts about that. But hey, that's a franchise. And one more, one more that uh, is the last major one that they'll be auctioning off. Uh, Warhammer. Hmm. Yeah. Again, just seems like another EA game. Yeah, because don't uh, forget, Warhammer is like. Uh, I think it I mean, might have a good home with Bethesda, given its you know its fantasy connections and its its you know not necessarily RPG status. You know the Warhammer games. I think they're more RTS focused, right? Hmm. So, but if if they were going to make another Warhammer game, Bethesda might you know infuse a little open world action into it. I guess I was thinking more of the uh, the last what was it Warhammer forty yeah forty k forty k. Oh, that's something. true. That was a third person shooter. That was more like right? an yeah. action, yeah. Space Marine, yeah. Space Marine, that's it, yeah. My first Warhammer game that I've ever played was actually a review for uh, PSU. It was uh, early last year. It was Warhammer 40k. No, wait. It was Kill Team. Yeah, that's it. Warhammer 40k Kill Team, which is like a PSN game uh, co-op. Just it was okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I gave that a seven, maybe a six five. Either way. Uh, so that's it. I hope you know, but. Uh, High hopes for 
uh, THQ hope that somehow something can happen where they survive. Maybe they'll restructure. Hopefully their employees are okay. You know, it's sad to think about yeah. these games being auctioned off like that. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're playing games and saying, oh, this game should go there. But at the end of the day, so these are some people's lives, you know. Uh, some people yeah, spend yeah. years to these properties and just, you know. Well, hopefully they retain the employees and they hopefully just yeah. shift. But that's not usually how companies work. You know, but I could exactly. I could see Activision buying, like, let's say, uh, I don't know, the Darksiders guys and saying, hey, all right, so we, we bought you. And now you're not working on Darksiders anymore. You're working on, uh, no, that would be EA doing, like, uh, Dante's Inferno 3, but either way. Um, so, that's the HQ. Now, a bunch of Sony news. You guys ready? Yeah. So, Sony, like we were talking about before, right before the THQ thing, Sony says that the PS Vita sales are at the low end of what we're expected. <laughs> Finally. Uh, that was That's a quote, but by the way, low end of what we expected. Uh, Sony Corporation head honcho Kaz Hirai touched base with the state of PlayStation Glo- uh, Vita's global sales. Speaking at CES with the Wall Street Journal, Hirai admitted that the high-powered handheld sales are at the low end of what we expected. End quote. However, despite the PS Vita not selling as well as Sony had hoped, Hirai observed that it's too quick to judge its success until the device has been on sale for at least five years. Jesus. Um, that's quite a window. <laughs> yeah, Hirai said, quote, long-term is what is important, he insisted. Uh, you know... And I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, he described that since since May 2012 when it was released, uh, that it's, you know, it moved like 1.8 million. No, sorry, it uh, that doesn't make any sense. But it moved 1.8 million units as of May 12, uh, 2012. And moved or sold? Mi- no, it's not. They didn't. St- you know, shipped exactly. is different than sold. But let's just right. pretend shipped because that's what it sounds like. Um, and you know. That's not good. I, I, we were talking about it. I love my Vita. It's so sad that this is happening. But I think we can all agree that if something doesn't happen with the Vita in the first six months of 2013, it's dead. Mm-hmm. If Sony doesn't... Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't take the 3DS five years to recover. Yeah, exactly. You so know, even the PS3, a- who, which had an s- extremely slow start. Like, Sony started picking up momentum, I'd say, after maybe three years. But I, I understand that that's Sony's vision. You know, they, they, like, uh, they like to extend their console cycles. Um... Look at the PS3 now. It's not doing bad at all. In fact, in fact, the PS3 is reportedly beating the Xbox 360 in global shipments. Um, according to a market analysis document by the International Data Corporation, uh, and as reported by GI Biz, the document by Lewis Ward, uh, titled Worldwide Video Game Entertainment Console Hardware and Package Software 2012, that's a mouthful, to 2016 forecast, uh, contains shipment figures for both Sony and Microsoft's current-gen machines as of December 20, 2012. According to the report, PS3 stands at about 77 million, while the Xbox 360 is at 76 million. And that's despite Microsoft's box getting a 12-month head start on the leading rival and maintaining the advantage ever since, or up until last month at least. Uh, it added that Nintendo will still find an audience with the Wii U, reaching global shipments of 50 million by year-end 2016. Um, now, I can't speak to that Wii U garbage, but uh, I can tell you that if this is indeed something to go on, and if this is actually true, that PS3 has finally, finally jumped out of third place, then suck my dick, Xbox! <laughs> uh, just, I'm just so used to hearing, we mentioned in the staff meeting before, and you know, this might not even be true, it might just be shipped units, uh, it might not be sold, but, um, well, it is shipped, not sold, but, um... It's just so weird to hear that the PS3 is not in third place anymore, and that the Xbox is. You know, we live in a we live in America where the Xbox is like 
prime console of choice. But if you go to like somewhere yeah, yeah. like Japan, which you say Xbox, and they're like, oh, um, <laughs> how did that go? Hello. Um, oh, press PlayStation. Sorry, I'm not racist. But then you go to Europe. There's also a lot of uh, PS3s in Europe. You know, uh, Europeans have always been quick to adopt Sony. Uh, Sony consoles like the Vita. Well, actually, not the Vita. Like the PSP and the PS3 <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I take it that it's more PS3 is more popular than Xbox 360 in like England. Yeah, yeah definitely. I guess I know it's this is because it's not. I mean, it's, from what I under, I mean, from the people that I know and like what's popular here and what's like talked about in our media, it's pretty much always Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that, and that's kind of a North American phenomenon. I think like it, it definitely does quite a bit better in North America, but. As far as I'm aware, every other territory, especially, uh, yeah, Brazil, the European territories, Japan, like, I yeah. think PlayStation generally does better. I know that in Portugal, I think Portugal. it's like a five-to-one thing. I remember reading something like that, like, yeah. for some yeah. reason, Portuguese people are all about the PlayStation. Um, but then again, let's not forget that this is America, and uh, there are two things. Microsoft, yeah. uh, they don't have exclusivity on either of them, but they market the hell out of them, and that's Madden yep. and Call of Duty. And yeah. You know, just you talk to somebody who plays, you know, some plays no games but Call of Duty. So Call of Duty is the only game he plays. He's going to be playing on the Xbox. Yeah, that's right. Um, and in whatever, that's that. Who who am I to say that that's shitty or whatever? Uh, I mean, all that really matters are the exclusives anyway. I'm sorry. I know everybody wants to talk about how, you know, brand know. loyalty and everything, but it really just comes down to the exclusives. Yeah, you're right. And I just genuinely think that PS3 has better exclusives. Yeah, totally. Simple as that. Totally. And also, first-party support. Uh, Sony's first-party developers are um, quite amazing. It's, it's, again, um, I brought up the last, the last Guardian. Man, what's going on with that game? And you know what we were talking about before with the whole budget thing? What the fuck is the budget on the last Guardian? I, it must paying, be like billions <laughs> of course. at this point. They've been paying these people. Look, what was the budget? I'd love to know how much did it cost to make Gran Turismo 6. You know, like... Gold. Oh, my yeah, God. Gold. <laughs> Filthy vaults of gold bars <laughs> took that game to release. <laughs> but you know, Blood Diamonds. Grand Turismo 5 actually sold incredibly well. Uh, did I say Grand Turismo 6? Well, you said 5, I think. Okay. Either way, it's only. But Grand Turismo 6 is going to be a launch title for PS4. You would imagine so. You know, maybe. This is completely like speculation. Oh, wait, wait. I, 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 oh okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's speculation right now. Wait, what? <laughs> you just made it sound like we know things that other people don't know. Do you know something? I don't. <laughs> Segway. Um, yeah. So well, let's cut. This. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> we're all fired. Um, so yeah, Sony's again. They said you know Vita sales are at the low. Yeah, it's sad. I love Vita. Um, so let's 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 uh, comparing the Vita to the PSP. The PSP had a rough rough life cycle and. Uh, yeah, because it was hacked. Yeah, but it's doing way, way better than the Vita. Yeah. Way better. Which is sad. I love my Vita, though. Um, I love my PSP to death. Okay. Loved it. Right now, I'm really wishy-washy in the Vita, and I'm sorry. I know. I mean, I, I want to like it. What I've played, I've liked sort of well enough, but, man, mm. just bored to death with it right now. Mm. No, go ahead and flame me and tell me I'm... I'm not flaming you. I mean, uh, we were were talking before, and uh, we were saying something about the Vita and how you were talking to Mike, and Mike said that I would uh, get super upset. I don't know what you guys are referencing, but I mean, um, I understand. There there aren't, 
many Vita games for everyone. I don't see the mainstream looking at the Vita and being like, oh, Uncharted, I love Uncharted that much that I'll get it. Yeah. Uh, the only one yeah. game that could have done that was absolutely horrible, and that was Call of Duty. That was the <laughs> only but it still sells well. I mean, it frequently tops the PlayStation Network charts, at least, for on, for Vita games. So. Ah, oh, that's so I bad. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I, yeah, it doesn't exactly leave a good impression, but it does tell you that, like, the Call of Duty brand name, I mean, even yeah. on Vita, it did go very far, despite the fact that the game sucked. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, I can just picture somebody buying, oh, fucking PlayStation Vita and Call of Duty Sweet bringing home their Vita, popping in Call of Duty, returning it the next day. Yeah. After having finished it, by the way, in an hour. <laughs> um. Anyways. Yeah. Guys, I might have a surprise for you guys in about two minutes. Is it a fart? No, but that'd be kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, Vita, I hope... You know, guys, write us in. Uh, we know a lot of you are PlayStation dedicated PlayStation fans. We know you love Sony and their yada, 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 PS3. Not sure if you love Vita. Write into podcast at PS3.com. Tell us. Do you like your Vita? Why? What do you think is going to happen to Vita next year? What do you think the Vita needs? What do you think Sony needs to do to actually push the Vita down people's throats? successfully uh, i i would say marketing that would help uh actual yeah. marketing when was the last time you saw a commercial for vita lols mm, can't remember that's not yeah. a good sign lols something about last time i saw vita mentioned in the commercial was uh hey playstation all-stars this is a ps3 commercial buy now and get it on vita too or some shit like that. yeah that was yeah. probably it yeah uh okay so almost done here there's a rumor adam you ready yeah. for this rumor kyle I'm ready. Okay, well, this rumor is from Expert Reviews. It's a report, right? 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 You guys know what Destination PlayStation is? Yes, I do. An event do in February 20... Yeah, well, you told me that it was retailer only, which blew my mind. But, um, yeah, an event in February 2013, I think it's on the 28th or something like that, uh, will be held in... Right? Arizona? Something like that. Yep. A retailer exclusive event, or a retailer only exclusive, a retailer only event um, that apparently, according to expert reviews, Sony is planning to show off the PS4 early at. Now, uh, PS4 codenamed Orbis um, would at that I think at an early stage like that would kind of you know uh, throw off Microsoft. I think if Sony came out first and showed off their console first, then Microsoft who lets Come on, let's let's be honest. I mean, we could get back on this at the end of part one where we talk about our predictions for 2013, but I'm pretty damn sure Microsoft's going to release a box uh, or show off a box this year. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, you know, they, they, said, they said, hey, uh, this Kinect stuff is doing all right. And then Sony and Microsoft kind of said they agreed to kind of let the console cycle play out. And then what happened? Year over year, the gaming industry is down like 20%. So the gaming industry isn't doing too, too well right now. And... Nope. Um, yeah, Microsoft knows they've got to release a box. They've got absolutely nothing coming. Microsoft doesn't have any. Sony still has a lot of games coming with The Last of Us, Beyond Two Souls, yada, yada, yada. We know that a lot of the studios are working on something like Sucker Punch, who haven't, been, who haven't said a word since, uh, since uh, Infamous Festival of Blood. Or, yeah, yeah. Festival of Blood. And I've, got, also, I've got some theories about that. But. <clears throat> I'd love to hear them. And also a uh, little bit, uh, Meet a Molecule, which we know a part of their team, I think their B team or something, is working on Tearaway. But what are those guys doing? They've been doing something since uh, Little Big Planet 2 with all those rehashes and stuff like that. They've been doing something. And they said that they're done with Little Big Planet. So I'm curious. But um, either way, nothing else really solid. But the report stated that, you know, the PS4 might block the use of secondhand games. Uh, that's a whole conversation in and of itself. 
Um, I don't, I don't know, know why the fuck they would do that. Do you think that that would hurt consumers, but at the same time turn on publishers enough to develop more for the PS4? Do you um, think that it's a fair trade-off? Do you think that by doing that and shunning EB Games and shunning Walmart, or sh- sorry, shunning GameStop, uh, that that's worth it for Sony? Because, I mean, they would completely obliterate ties. So, okay, retailers. let me ask you this. Let's say I lived near you, yes. and let's say uh, I wanted to borrow a game from you. Yes. Would that count as a used game? It would have to under the way yeah. that they... I mean, unless okay. they ship so then that's different full, that's, editions of the game. To, yeah. yeah, but the thing so, is... I mean, I, that's just like the stupidest idea I've ever heard. The rumors, uh, reportedly, what, would, what it would be is that the game itself would, wouldn't would be able to run on another machine. There would be something with the either the network, that you'd have to enter a code, or, or the actual physical media that they would make wouldn't work on a machine after... The first one, which would absolutely ruin uh, the rental services, that would actually just destroy everything. Uh, EB Game, I'm sorry, GameStop and EB Games would just they would sever ties with them uh, because that's like half of their uh, profits are used games. Go further back from that. What if my PS4 breaks and I buy a new exactly. one? Exactly. Oh yeah. Right. Oh no, but it would be tied to your account. I'm guessing. Um, well, okay. So then that so, might be but... that might be the other questions. Then is that if I go over to your house and we're going to play a game, but I want to bring my game, we'd have to play on my account. What if I'm not connected to the internet? You know, guys, right. these if- are all amazing questions. <laughs> and I'd love to answer them for you, but maybe someone else can. Um, hold on one second. Guys, guess who's ready for a call? Who? I can't do it. But uh, our one and only newshound, Mike Herodens, is waiting in the UK to join the podcast. Ooh, I'm going to find Mike. Let's Sweet. do it. Um, Mike- Hello, everybody. How is <laughs> there he is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's Mike. Yeah, hey, hey, hey Mike. Some beans and pudding, yeah? Well, you know, Shepard's pie the pub tonight. All right. Hey, Mike. How's it going, Mike? Mike Herodens. You all know him. Managing editor of PUC.com. Hello, Mike, bro. Hello, Don. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good day, mate. It's all good, man. Good to see you. Hey, you too, man. Uh, you would have <laughs> loved to hear how much we were just um, imitating you. And we brought up the weight stuff. You love that, don't you? Yeah, I heard something about a bus as well. I'm not too sure what that was. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Apparently, my podcast voice is more animated and cartoon-like. Would you agree? Um, you sound the same, to be honest. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's terrible. I sound like a retard there. Uh, okay, anyway, we were talking about the PS4. Uh, Mike, what do you think about the PlayStation 4? Will it be revealed at Destination PlayStation, that event in February? And will it launch... Oh, sorry. Will it block used games? And if it does, what does that mean for the industry? Uh, I don't think it will be revealed at Destination PlayStation. You guys have probably mentioned this already, but that's a retail-only event. And apart from anything else, they're not going to reveal new hardware there because they're going to—they're completely like glaze over the PS3's like last batch of exclusives, which they won't want to do. You know, but what if they surprise? Let, what if they come out and actually do that and surprise Microsoft and surprise everybody? Uh, by revealing a PS4 early. What if the PS4 is crazy? What if it's like the Steam Box? What if it just streams games? I know that's a lot of questions. <laughs> and well, also, I who's actually... your best friend? And what is your dream job? And also, what, what color is your hair? <laughs> um, but either way, actually, I'd be fucking more than happy to know what color your hair is. But, um... <laughs> Black. <laughs> All right. That paints a better picture for me. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? But yeah, I mean, do, do we really see... 
Uh, Adam, do you think that Sony blocking used games would work out for them at all? No. Like, I don't see how it would work. well, what if publishers are super turned on by the fact that uh, GameSpot, Game, sorry, GameSpot, <laughs> yeah, that evil website, GameStop, uh, <laughs> won't ruin their sales with used games? I don't know. Okay. I, I really <laughs> don't know. I mean, this is like, a, like maybe it would help them, but I don't. Would you buy a PS4 if you knew that it wouldn't play used games? Yes. You could only you could only buy games for sixty dollars. Mm. I would simply because I never ever buy used games. I've never bought a used okay. game in Mike, my life. Mike, how about this? How about your yep. buddy? How about your buddy Chris or Dave, whatever his name is, <laughs> is going to come over this weekend? He's got like Dave. a pile of games to play, <laughs> but it's not. But he doesn't want to bring his. He forgets to bring his PS4, and you can't play on yours. Then what? You know, it is kind of messed up. And I'm screwed. Yeah, it is kind of messed up. You think, like, you know, you, your buddy comes over and you're like, oh, you're just raving over a game. You're like, oh, man, I finished this amazing game. Take it home and fucking play it. Exactly. You know, like, that not happening anymore is kind of crazy. And honestly, nobody gets fucked here more than the consumer. Mm-hmm. Uh, consumer, like, I hate, you know, the 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 industry suffering because of used game sales, yada, yada, yada. That's a whole other conversation. But... I don't know that Sony would actually have the balls to do it. If Sony, check this out. If Sony was to do it and Microsoft didn't, Sony loses right there. Uh, It'd have to be a joint effort by Sony and Microsoft. Uh, But if it happened, you know, it could change the landscape of gaming as we know it. And I think it'd be really interesting. Kyle, what do you think? I completely agree. I think it would have to be a joint effort in order for it to even have a chance in hell of happening. Like I think the the issue with this report is that it's based on it's based on an actual patent, patent that yeah, Sony yeah. registered for a technology that like you were saying earlier in the podcast would imprint like a digital tag on your disc that's unique to your console and then when you put it in a different console it's okay this doesn't match this console so you can't play the game. It's so intrusive and so harmful to the legitimate consumer who buys all of his games brand new but sure once in a while it takes a friend's game home to try it out i mean that's totally legit and and sony would be lying hypocrites to say that everyone in their company doesn't do the same like every fucking gamer in america does it's just what you do you have friends you share games so it's it i i liked what you said how sony loses because that's very matter of frank and i would go as far as to say that it's a death sentence if they confirm that when they announce the ps4 then then they may as well leave the console race but they're not they're not completely out of it i mean sony makes some bozo ass decisions sometimes but i don't think so i don't think sony is in a position to do something this adventuresome of course not look at their stock that's the issue here yeah, exactly. And look at the money they're making, which is yeah. not a, not anything because of losses from TV sales and stuff. So, so Mike, uh, do you think that Sony could at all benefit from blocking used game sales? After hearing what you guys just said, definitely not. I mean, admittedly, I'm not very up on the whole you get used game thing at all. Um, Me neither. I'm not, you know, no, I'm not. I mean, I, I never purchased a used game before. Yeah. But yeah, it's but like, like like you guys said. I mean, my whole thing about. You say it's a like Carl said it's a digital it's a little tag or something on a disc or whatever. I mean you can't take your uh, friend's game games home to try out and stuff. That's just retarded in yeah. my opinion. I mean every, like you guys said, people have been doing that since the days of a NES and stuff. You know, hey, borrow this yeah. game, try it out. It's good. You know, it's crazy to think you wouldn't be able to do that anymore. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely insane. But, but um, the I industry- thought that was um, shot down that rumor though. Look what obviously. happened to the PSP. Uh, admittedly, I mean, you you could argue mm, that yeah. piracy helped the PSP sell it like <laughs> units, but look what happened with <laughs> developer support. There was nearly none because of all that piracy. Um, that you know, it was terrible. Yeah, but uh, 
would the PSP have suffered a different fate? I mean, and, and, and you know what, the PSP wasn't a failure, but by any means, uh, it sold like what, seven over well, seventy million really units. Well. Yeah, it sold over seventy million units. I mean, it's only yeah, considered it's a, a failure it's because well. its counterpart, the DS, kind of exploded. Um, yeah, it sold about fifty million in the US alone. Yeah, it, I, I think it's, it's at like one hundred forty million worldwide. The DS, uh, which is crazy yeah. for a handheld, um, still didn't okay. pass. Oh, well, we could get into that soon. Still didn't pass the PS2. Uh, which has sold over 150 million units worldwide and has ceased production. So speaking during an interview with The Guardian, Sony has confirmed that the production of the PlayStation 2 has ceased globally. And uh, last week, news emerged that the electronics giant, giant had put a lid on production of its 12-year-old home console in Japan. However, Sony has now revealed that the platform is no longer being produced on an international basis. Uh, the PS2 was released released in March 2000. Uh, God, I'm so disjointed right now. And in Japan, <laughs> and hit the US and Europe later that year, boasting the now infamous Emotion Engine, the console went on to sell a whopping 150 million units worldwide, becoming the best-selling home platform of all time. Guys, the PS2 is no longer being, you know, made, manufactured in, in factories, so the console is officially dead. Uh, let's pour one out for the PS2 and a round of applause, everyone. <coughs> yeah. 12 years, though. That's, uh, that's bloody impressive. What a run. Yeah. I don't think any other console has um, gone on for that long. And will it? Will any other console go on for that long? Not only go on for that long, but 150 million units. That's impressive. How I much did the... Sorry, carry on, Adam. How much should we sell? Oh, I think that's that. Uh, 110 oh. sounds familiar to me. 110? Yeah, that's a lot. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, no, a lot. Is. We did, yeah, but we did very, very well, but it um, wasn't quite there up to PS2. Um, I, I don't think we're going to see another console sell that much at all. I don't. I mean, especially I since agree. consoles in general are, you know, the, 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 that whole business, I mean, that's a, number, a whole other topic, but that whole business model is going away eventually, and I, I just don't think they're ever going to see. I mean, if you look at the this generation, I mean, obviously, you know, they've still sold a lot, but it's down. It's quite down by a substantial margin compared to where PS2 was in its time in its life cycle. So I don't think we're going to see that again. That, that was just something else that was. They they were on, Sony were just on. They were on top of their game in the PS2 era, and no one could touch them at all. So according to VG charts. Um... The Wii is at 98 million sold, which is still very impressive. Uh, PS2 being, this is according to VG charts, which who knows how accurate they are, but you know they usually have a not bad estimate. Uh, PS2 153 million, and the DS 154 million. So geez, the DS really. Uh, wow, I did not expect that for the DS. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, the DS. Yeah, but the D- I mean, they're not including 3DS, right? No, no, no. No, it's just DS. And, 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 they, they had like various iterations of the DS, though, didn't they? You know, they had yeah, the that one, and the uh, the light, and then the DX light, or whatever yeah, it was. I, I can't usually, yeah. usually handheld sell more than uh, consoles. Anyways, it's always been like yeah. that. But the PS2 was just the one that kind of exploded everything. Uh, so it goes DS. Uh, so in terms of best-selling uh, platforms of all time, it goes DS, which surprises me. But it's pretty much neck and neck with PS2. So DS, PS2, then the Game Boy, then the original PlayStation. Then the Wii, the Game Boy Advance, PSP, and then the Xbox 360, then the PS3, then at 10th p- place, the NES. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, I can't believe it. Me neither. The NES is that low? 
Uh, yeah, but things were different, man. Back in yeah, gaming wasn't as big back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like the PS2 is really what brought in things. Uh, the dream. Oh gosh. Okay. Let's find the Dreamcast on this list. Ten million worldwide or something. Nineteenth place at estimated eight point two million. Ooh. Wow. That's it. Hey, hey. It's better than the PlayStation Vita estimated four million. Yeah, I know that's not fair to say, but uh, no. Game I'm really disappointed by the Dreamcast one. Check this out. Same generation. GameCube, 21 yeah. million. Xbox, 24 million. PS2, oh, 153 yeah. million. That's just just domination. That's just yeah, the, shit in your it's mouth. It's pretty awesome. Though. Yeah, yeah, shit in the, your um, mouth. I destroyed you all. I remember that with the, uh, the GameCube and the Xbox numbers. They were very, very close. The Xbox just edged out the GameCube. Yeah. Because uh, Xbox obviously did crap in Japan, but um, it really, really sold well in America. So, PS2, um, let's just end that. You know, I guess, I guess we're moving on from the used games discussion. That could be huge. But, uh, Mike, it, it pretty much boils down to this. Do you guys think that the PS4 will be shown off at Destination PlayStation in February? Yes or no? No. No. Adam? No. Okay. Uh, I don't think so either, but it'd be an interesting move on... Um, Sony's part, and I'm playing with cutlery. I'm not. Uh, Sony <laughs> is, though. So, either way, um, I guess that brings us to the end of the news. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, your... Uh, okay, how about this? Your f- favorite memory. Let's just let's just give it, like, one round. Your favorite memory with the PlayStation 2. What is your favorite memory with the PlayStation 2? Uh, I can start. I'll go right? first. I'll go okay. to... Oh, no, sure. Go ahead. No, go ahead, dog. Go All ahead. right. Uh, I think my favorite memory uh, with the PS2. I was still young at this point, guys. You guys, you're gonna be like, "Oh, you friggin' child!" But uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I wasn't able to afford my own uh, console at the time. I mean, I, I was working, but still, the stuff was expensive. Um, so I remember for Christmas one year, I got the PS2 and Vice City, and I remember staying up. I got it for on Christmas Day. I got sorry Christmas night. I guess I remember staying up from when I got it because me and my family usually open presents at midnight. I remember staying up from when I got it to when my parents woke up and they and they came downstairs and they're just like, "Have you been playing all night?" And I'm like, "Yes!" And I was so happy <laughs> because Vice City was blowing my mind. I had played uh, I had played Grand Theft Auto Three, but GTA Vice City was just on a whole nother level, man. There's just something about. <laughs> I felt so cool. I felt like wearing sunglasses while playing it. Just the 80s music. And I, oh man, Vice City to this day, just, uh, oh God, I love that game. Vice City was so good. But so that was, I guess, my favorite memory. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's a winning Christmas combination. Definitely. Yeah, really. man. PS2 yeah, and Vice mine, City. Uh, yeah, my, my memory is, is a Christmas one, actually. I think my favorite memory of the PS2, you know, and despite all the, like, the good friends I've made and, you know, fun times playing stuff like, you know, like Star Wars Battlefront, I would say, like, opening mine on Christmas morning and, like, 2002 i guess it would have been and boy playing kingdom hearts on my tv the tv in my room and just kind of like how colorful and and vivacious that game was 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 more than just you know you know awesome because the game was awesome but it was almost like me realizing what the new generation would mean and that was really powerful i think just not it was a it was a sense of wonder honestly it was just and it's something that even the ps3 didn't match with like resistance and the other launch games it was a sense of of wonder and like saying, wow, this is where we're starting and like what's going to happen next. It was pretty incredible. 
there was there was I just this is just a side note. I remember another one. Um, if you have another one, Kyle, just feel free. But there was that the, when Metal Gear Solid Three came out because I was already completely sold on uh, Metal Gear. Loved it at that point. When Metal Gear Solid Three came out, I just did not go to school. I was <laughs> in high school and I just did not go to class. Um, I complete. I went to buy it at the store. Went home. Uh, and just literally played it in one sitting. I finished Metal Gear Solid 3 in one sitting. Uh, took me so long. I think it was like, well, <coughs> well, well what, did, what What makes sense for Metal Gear? It was like 16 hours? I don't know, Metal Gear Solid 3. What, what, does 16 hours make sense? 3 was uh, 17 for me, so yeah, right about that. Oh, okay, so yeah. Definitely. So that number does make sense. So I, I can, can, you, can you understand that? I can't do that anymore. I, I want to know what yeah. happened. That I can't do that anymore. But I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 3 in one sitting and being so happy about it. And if I tried that today, I don't think I'd be able to go more than, like, seriously, five hours without, like, saying, okay, I really need a break. And five hours is a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know what you mean, man. So, anyways, that, that was another one. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Um, yeah, mine, mine's actually a launch story, Ooh. which is good to have, I think. But it's not actually my console, but still, it was a, it's one of my fondest memories ever, actually. Um, my mate Simon had the PS2 pre-ordered, and me, him, and Tim, my mate Tim, went down to our... Um... <laughs> yeah, Tim again. <laughs> fucking Tim. He might as well be a fucking regular on this podcast, I swear. Yeah, he he's a member. <laughs> we went down to the... Um, our, I can't remember what story it was. It's, now, it's gone now, but... Um, we um we were one of the first people in line and stuff to get a shiny new PS2, a memory card, uh, time splitters in Tekken Tag, and we managed to get out of town without someone mugging us because those things were fucking you know oh, yeah. <laughs> people were getting mugged for PS2 oh, back yeah. then just like PS3, that. and um I just remember um my mate had a big TV as well in that time which was good and I just remember put, um setting it all up and everything and playing Tekken Tag for the first time and it's just now that game that game was actually a really good visual showpiece for ps2 mm-hmm. it may look a bit dated now but that was really it was just the graphics in that were incredible but not only that with playing time splitters the um just the multiplayer on that how awesome that game was i mean you we were we were hooked i mean i'm a tekken fan as you know but um it, it was all about time splitters we were hooked on hours that we would literally play it almost i mean i think i was at college at the time but I would go around there after um, after college every day and play the hell out of that game. Nice. And we were just on it on launch day. We were just playing it constantly. It was just awesome, man. The, nice. the, the I mean, I thought GoldenEye was good, but the you know the frame rate, the visuals, the gameplay, the, the the amount of weapons you could get and everything. It was just it totally blew me away. It was like oh wow, this is just amazing. I mean, those, just those two games alone sold me on the PS2. And 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 to, to your point, I think Tekken. Uh, Tekken has always been um, like visual showpieces for PlayStation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Tekken's yeah, always yeah. been about like really yeah. nice graphics. I remember even no, on no, PS One no. when they was like super blocky and stuff like that. Like I remember people being like, "Wow, look at that breakdancing guy! <laughs> He's breakdancing!" Yeah. <laughs> Tekken Three definitely um, took things to a new level. But yeah, Tekken Tekken Tag was a damn good looking game. It was mm-hmm. that the character, especially I just remember being blown away by the character models. You know. And the intro sequence and everything, and the the FNV intro, even to this day, still looks awesome, man. It was oh wow, that <laughs> sticks in my mind more than anything. FMV. So it's all kind of yeah, the F the, oh, the CGI intro and everything. Oh, that okay, just okay. Looks, that, that oh that just that sticks in my mind because it looks so good. It was better than any for anything I'd seen at that point. So it was, whatever happened to Time Splitters? What the series or yeah the series? Um, they were into now, don't they? 
Yeah, I thought they just yeah. had one. They've been they've been talking about it, but I don't think they've made one in years. Um, uh, I think they, they had a petition on Facebook for a, a Times Square's four, I think. Yeah. Or three, whatever number they're on. I've never played them. So. Uh, they they released um Time Split is three future perfect in oh five uh, two thousand and five. Uh Time Split is two uh sorry, four was confirmed to be in in the works in two thousand and seven, I think, but the studio um Free Radical got into trouble, and then they were they became. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and they they became Crytek UK, Crytek, and yeah. ever since then, I've done a lot of news stories on it. They they just don't think that it, it would be uh, commercially um, successful. Basically, they said there's not enough demand for it. They just don't think it would be. Mm. It's too niche, basically, which is a shame because I thought that series was really really popular. So they mm, went. Maybe from... they should spend less money making it. <laughs> so they went from uh, they went from Time Splitters to making, as you guys will remember, the best PS3 exclusive of all time. Their last game is Free Radical Haze. <laughs> 2008's best PS3 exclusive, um, published by Ubisoft. Uh, so Adam, favorite PS2 memory? Um, okay, mine's a little different, I guess. Okay. So I'm a little older than you guys, and my actually like my golden time for gaming was um the nes era okay like i remember playing with my friend um in the basement where we used to keep it and we would just play for like hours and hours and hours and like i mean we used to like draw all the characters like in our notebooks in school and stuff like that like <laughs> we were just like the typical little gamer kids you know right yeah man. um you know i played like throughout my whole life then i played genesis and then snes and then um ps1 i think i had a dreamcast too or my brother had a dreamcast and then ps1 and then i went to college and i gamed a little bit with like my friends but it was i was just i'll be honest i wasn't focused on gaming in college i was um focused on other things we'll say academics how about that (laughs) and uh so i think the ps2 came out when i was in college maybe what year did it come out again 2001. 2001. No, 2000? Okay. No, 2000, yeah. November. Uh, really? Huh. Yeah. yeah. So it came out... Was it, it came 01 out. in North America? No, trust me. I'm pretty sure it was um, October or November in North America. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. So anyway, it came out when I was in college. Um, one quick memory I had is that a friend of mine did have it, and I believe he had one of the Tiger Woods games, and we yeah. were... Again, we were college kids, and, and we don't put that much time into our gaming. If you guys know what I mean, yeah. And we would play drunken Tiger Woods games, and we were just like obsessed with it. <laughs> and then we'd like, whatever. So that's one. But the real memory I have is so like you take all that back history of like being a big NAS kid, and then you know having a long history, but having pretty substantial break from that gaming. I had my first job out of college. Um, you know, I was in a really really small town as a reporter, and uh, nobody my age. And, um, you know, can't emphasize how small it was. And I didn't know anybody, didn't really have any friends. It was kind of lonely. And uh, I remember I drove up like an hour away to get to the closest like store that would sell games. I was like, I'm going to save up my money. I'm going to buy a PS2 and I'm going to get as many games as I can get. And I remember that year that I was at that first job was like the year I kind of got back into gaming because of things like Tekken Tag. I played a ton of Tekken Tag. And, Sweet. um, was it Final Fantasy uh, X? Yeah. And I just remember it kind of like became my refuge. 
You know, it's not that I was antisocial. I mean, I still did all my life's work and stuff like that, but it was just a way for me to kind of get back into gaming. Yeah, man, totally. That's what a great way to get back into it. That game yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just, uh, you know, and, and to this day, I mean, I, I've been, you know, this line of work, this is, you know, I got, I've been a reporter now for almost 10 years. I move around a lot, and I just moved a couple weeks ago, and every time you lose a little bit of something to give it away, the only thing, and I actually still have, I still have PS1 games, but I have a ton of PS2 games that are like right on my shelf. I can see them right now, and it's just like, it's stupid. I don't even need them, you know, but I, I have them, and I don't want to give them away yet for some reason. Yeah, totally, man. Your your best memory, yeah, well, I mean, FF10, whatever, actually um, ties into my worst memory with the PS2, and I'll let you guys know what that is. Um I am huge. I was especially, especially during the PS1 era, where there was all the best PS, uh, sorry, JRPG games. I was a huge JRPG fan. I guess I'm still a JRPG fan to this day, but there just haven't been enough. Uh, besides Persona 4, Kyle, there just hasn't been enough that, uh, like lately, that I've been super into. But JRPGs used to be my jam. Um, Me too, dude. Back in the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Back in the <laughs> day. Never be like that again. I don't think. But either way, uh, Final Fantasy X just absolutely mind blowing, and mm-hmm. I remember spending. I do you remember the sphere grid, Adam? That's how you would up, yeah. that's how you would upgrade your character. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah. You guys remember the sphere grid? It was like this huge, like map-like thing. Uh-huh. Map-like thing. They, it just it would take so long, and I set out to completely master 100% Final Fantasy X, and this was an insane endeavor. I remember being at, uh, I remember passing the 200-hour mark. My save file passed the 200-hour mark. <laughs> And I just kept playing, just kept playing. And I was so close. I had all the ultimate weapons. I was so close to maxing out all the sphere grids. Uh, I think I had like Lulu left or something. Uh, And I just, there was like, I had like three things that I needed left to do in the game. Just for reference, how much I played Final Fantasy X, my Blitzball team, every (laughs) character, every character was almost maxed. I think I had like two characters that were still like level 80 something. But uh, my Blitzball team was fucking max that's insane that's i just i played that game so much so i remember i was nearing around the 250 hour mark i think my save file had said like 245 when i had my friend uh buddy of mine at the time scott he had come over and he was also playing ff10 but he had some shitty like he was just trying to get through it the first time and he'd see me playing and he had brought his memory card over and we were having like an ff10 night and i was like oh man look at this and i was showing him all the crazy end game content and then he, he pops out his memory card and um I'm like, hey, man, I've been playing for like a while. You can play. So out of a nice gesture, I, I started watching him play his shitty oh, no. file. His shitty fucking 40-hour fucking garbage. F- I haven't even finished the game file. Um, I go grab a drink, come back. Oh, I remember when he was taking off. Like, I, I went to go grab a drink, came back, and he's like, hey, dude, I'm going to leave. And I was like, all right, but we're just talking. And I tried booting up my file, so I put in my memory card. And I, I load it up, and there's, I'm, I'm like at the, like near the end of the game. And I'm like, what, what's going on? Uh, oh shit then it dawned on me dude what did you do he had over he had overwritten my my fucking file with his file um shit did you divorce him i i i I took i pay i started pacing okay i didn't yell i didn't i just started pacing and i was just i remember how (laughs) distraught i was i was just pacing and i was like i mean i I, it sounds stupid now but at the time i felt like my world was fucking crumbling and then uh, I, I just came back and I'm like, you know what? I'm not mad at you. I know it was a mistake. 
And he was expecting me to fucking wring his neck. He thought I was going to kill him. He was so scared of me, like he was standing like a few feet away from me. But um, yeah, that, coincidentally, that was... is that why he tried to leave so quickly? <laughs> Actually, you know what, dude, I gotta go now. I, but he I did I leave right after that. Yeah, exactly. He did leave right after that, so it was kind of awkward. But uh, yeah, we talked about it a few times for like the years after that. But yeah, that was my worst memory, man. I remember how destroyed I was and how sad I was, what I felt like, like all that time, all that time, and I couldn't say that I com- fucking completed. It. I mean, I could say that I, I got near it, but it's just the OCD fucking I have to do everything in me uh, type thing. But either way. That was terrible. Do you guys have any like notable worst memories? Anything like that? Not quite on that magnitude. Yeah, really. I mean, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I got to the, the, the very end of Kingdom Hearts when I was like 13, and, and I saved my game, and the next morning the save file wasn't there, and I didn't have any friends over who could have deleted it. It just kind of corrupted itself overnight, but yeah. no, nothing, nothing like yours, dude. That's nuts. Uh, yeah, it was shitty. But anyways, long live the PS2. Um... Best console ever? Maybe. Uh, hopefully me, not, but maybe. Hopefully not. Yeah, but for me, it's up there with the SNES. PS2 and uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, I get. You know what? Like, it's not fair to rule out the PS3 just because it was just there. But I played some of the best games I've ever played in my life were on the PS3. Um, either I'll way. I'll say that, <laughs> you know, talking about, like, the PS2 and then thinking back to, like, the NES days and, like, my gaming history, that... There's been those, like, moments that are just, like, <clears throat> like super epic, you know? Yeah. Where either, like, there's a huge twist in the game that you just never saw coming, mm-hmm. or... Or Ares dies. But, but, but I'd say that the thing that... And this is the takeaway for probably non-gamers. The best things that happen in games are the things that don't happen in games. The things that's happened, like, in your life as you're playing games. Like, when you're if you're, like, with your friends playing... I don't know. Again, I'm just going back to my college days. Like, I'm remembering... Oh, I know like, exactly what you mean now. I'm, I remember playing yeah. Tiger Woods, and it had nothing to do with the game. It just had to do with that time in my life that that game just, like, fit in there perfect, because none of... You know, we were all huge gamers, but we were, again, we were taking a break because we were in college. It's not, like, what we do. <laughs> you know? And then I'm thinking now, like, as an adult, I play with my brother a lot of online a lot of online games, and it's like, you know, we're, we're like pretty much best friends, and it's a way for us to stay connected, you know? And, and we've been playing, like, like all the online games that we, we, you could think of. Like, we played, like, all the MMOs we played. And then, like, going all the way back to when I was a kid, my best friend, Ted, I'll enter, I'll enter a new name into this Tim, whatever his name is, I'll enter a new name in here. <laughs> my best friend, Ted, from when we were five years old, you know, we're both 30 now, 25 years we've been best friends, and we still Jeez. talk about the days playing Rygar, you know, and uh, and Excite Bike and all those games, and and like today we talk about all the PS3 games that we play. We're always giving each other recommendations, and it's just uh, just really nice. Sometimes it feels really good to be a gamer, you know. Yeah. Even when there's not yeah, that much in- innovation going on in the industry at this point. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I've got plenty of those memories. I'll tell you that. Here, here, here. Long with that in mind, maybe we should talk about the future of gaming. The future of gaming, uh, such as the PlayStation 4, that'll be revealed in February? Such. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, we've already talked a lot about the PS4. No, no, I just meant, like, our predictions. Oh, yeah, okay, good segue that I totally missed out on. I'm the worst host ever. Uh, yeah, with with that, uh, we should probably talk about the future of gaming. Um, how about we all go roundtable type thing, virtual roundtable, and talk about 
uh, predictions for 2013. Now, this will be fun. I should actually take these down and write them down somewhere, prob- probably in the forums or something, uh, so that next year we could go talk about how wrong we were. Uh, <laughs> That's a good idea. But uh, let's do one each, and let's keep going until we literally have nothing else that makes sense. And so let's lay out some. Let, let's lay down some ground rules. Your prediction cannot be. I predict that God of War Ascension will be released in 2013. It can't be. <laughs> oh my God, Mike's dying. Uh, it can't be. Um, it can't be something stupid. It's got to be something kind of you know out there. Not out there, but I mean just up. How about something? Uh, something a little racy. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. well, no, just like what you think is a potential for this year. Yeah, sure. Obviously, we had to keep it to, to PlayStation, but it, it could be anything that you think is going to happen this year. Perfect. Adam, you want to kick like us off? Yeah, I guess this is not all that original, but it kind of goes with my um, my jaded view. I, I, I predict that um, the new God of War is going to do horribly, that it's not going to sell mm-hmm. a lot of copies, mm-hmm. and that. Um, the Last of Us uh, is going to get delayed into uh, another year. Not another year, but into 2014. Uh, I don't well, that, see... Well, that would be interesting because they've got a May date confirmed. Yeah. Oh, is it May? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was... <laughs> Man, I am so out of the news. Okay, no, I'll say... I'm still going to say it's going to be delayed. Maybe not so into 2014, 2014, though. No, not okay. into 2014. Yeah. All right. So a delay for The Last of Us, that's a good prediction. And that God of War uh, won't sell above the... Well, what mark? Like, what, like, will God of War uh, Ascension sell above the 2 million mark? How about this? It'll be the worst-selling God of War game. Oh, shoot. I, can't, I cannot agree with that. Um, I mean, that's a prediction. Sure enough. Fair enough. Um, Just a prediction. Yeah. But, man, God of War always sells really well, though. Um, okay. Uh, Kyle? Yep, I'm ready. All right. Uh, so the first part of this is is pretty standard. It's not too exciting. But then I'm going to say the the PlayStation 4, or whatever it's called, will be revealed at E3 alongside a sizzle reel that includes Metal Gear Solid Five and oh. Sucker Punch's new title, which will be a new IP. Oh, Jesus. Nice. Everything you just said, it makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say, you know, whether whether they whether they choose to reveal that as trailers, I'm gonna say that like uh, they will reveal the PS4. I I don't think it will be shown on stage. I think the physical unit will be present behind closed doors for the biggest press outlets. Yeah. But I do think that Sucker Punch, whatever Sucker Punch is working on right now, which is not Infamous Three, yeah. will be shown. You ruined my one of my predictions. That was one of them. Sucker Punch is a new <laughs> game this year, E3. <laughs> All right, that's my first one, though. Cool. Uh, Michael Aradanza? Yes, Donna Olivella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would like to know your prediction. Okay, um, I actually wrote about this in something that's coming up soon, but um, I predict, my crystal ball, that The Last Guardian will be re-revealed um, at the Tokyo Game Show and will be confirmed as a next-gen title. You oh shit! <laughs> Hold on. Um, next gen, like PS4. Yes, because like it's been that. delayed. It's been delayed way too many times now. They were having trouble with it, and I just don't think that it will be. I just don't see any sense in releasing it on PS3 anymore. I think it would be much better moving to PS4. And I, so, actually, to be honest with you, I think it could have already. They've probably been doing this for ages now, which would explain why they haven't shown anything yet. So, Last Guardian cross-generation development cycle. 
Jesus. Um, we were just talking about stupid budgets for games. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that would be one of them. Because um, they're still paying that team. There, There's a team of people that go in every single day to work to do something. <laughs> they do well, something. As far as we know. but yeah, I, really. yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, they, they could be making another game. But... Uh, Man, you know, Sony has said time and time again that The Last Guardian still, still something's happening with it. You know, it doesn't look, the future for that game doesn't look too, looks pretty bleak since um, studio head and game director Fumito Ueda uh, kind of left the team. But uh, either way. Yeah. Yeah. Freelance now, honey. <clears throat> I don't know what the hell that guy's doing. Uh, yeah, I wish he is, he's, he's freelance. Well, I guess that means it's my turn. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Vita price drop to below. Uh, $180. So I guess $179.99. Damn. Yeah, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Vita price drop. Uh, I think that it won't be $199. I think that Sony's going to do the... They're, they're going to pull the 3DS thing, which uh, I guess the 3DS will drop down to $179. But yeah, Vita price drop. I think eventually at, at some point, Sony's going to fucking just fold. They're going to say, okay, we get it. We'll stop pretending we're happy about these numbers uh 179 let's we got to get this shit out there and if that doesn't happen if that does not happen even 199 i'm not i'm not extremely content with that price but if if no price drop happens in 2013 holy crap that thing is dead 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 uh so my prediction for 2013 maybe maybe at e3 uh maybe before makes sense yeah so uh I'll, i'll 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 say e3 e3 vita price drop 179 that Adam, right. Fair enough. <coughs> I'm gonna say, um, go out on a limb here and say, PS Vita pretty much goes away. Not like gone, but sort of oh. irrelevant. Yeah. So, yeah. hmm. Kind of hard to quantify. Well, just I mean, you not no like big games come out for it. Do you mean like losing third party support and stuff like that? How about this? PS Vita continues to struggle in in, in 2013. Okay, that'll be the he- that could be a, like a headline at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah it does. Uh, it does. I mean, hmm. Yeah, is I I don't know <coughs> so much of a. I don't want so that to happen. Stretch. Again, yeah. Um, okay. You don't. You but, think that is a stretch or not? No, not not so much of a stretch. So, no, so I don't think it's a huge stretch either. So okay. So by year's end, by year's end, 2013, the PS Vita is still selling like dismally is what yes. you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And and not and like n- there was never that big, you know, BioShock, or there was never that big oh, Grand yeah. Theft Auto or there was never that big Elder Scrolls or uh Infamous or anything that came in and like wow, now we're seeing good games for this. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's, it's not saying it, it's never going to go away completely. I I'm not saying it's never going to happen completely. I just don't think I don't know. Maybe 2013 is when they just focus on Vita and next gen is 2014. I don't know. That, that actually could be it. But I have a feeling, I just feel like 2013 is going to have continued problems for the Vita. Okay. Uh, all right. So but like by year's end, the Vita will have just absolutely not budged. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Kaidu! All right. So you kind of took uh, something that I had written down for the Vita, um, although okay, we're even. I, I guess 
I guess I can, I'll, I'll just yeah I'll just throw out my the the Vita one that I had written down. I think that uh, announced at E3, it'll be not there'll be two editions that they're going to announce at E3. One of them will be the base system for one sixty nine ninety nine, and the other one will be a bundle with an eight gig card and a game for uh, two hundred for one ninety nine ninety nine. Fucking specific as hell. I like it. Um, I think that's reasonable. I think I, I think you know when, if they're going to do a price drop, I think they're going to try to position it as if it's almost like a not a relaunch, but I mean if you kind of say okay, there's going to be two new bundles, you sort of get consumer excitement up a little bit. You know, it's not just a simple we slash the price. Um, but yeah, I think uh, uh, two hundred bucks with a eight gig card and, and a game maybe, and then uh, one seventy for the base system. What do you think about maybe a redesign? No. Um, no, I don't see that yet. I think there's too many, you know, they, they had the luxury with the PSP where they had, you know, the PS2 was selling like hotcakes for every year that it was yeah, out. Yeah. And the PSP was doing pretty well too, where they had the, they had the luxury that they could sit back and think about ways to improve the system. And I don't feel like they have that time or money right now. So do you um, think that'll happen though in the, and this is, this question is for everybody, not just Kyle, but do you think that, uh, we'll see. We'll see that happen for the Vita, where the PSP got what four renditions. So there was a PSP one thousand up to three thousand yeah. go. Do you think that the Vita will will share the same? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that's reasonable. I just don't see it happening in the next right. year. Yeah, I don't know if I. Yeah, I think it's a little ways off for that. So what would like you? A what would you change? What would you change about the Vita? Just thinner. Oh, fucking! Here's a easy one. Change where that uh, my speakers are. Okay, you yeah, don't like. I would change that. You don't I like would change. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You don't like the speakers, Adam. Yeah. Okay. Because because your you, your thumbs block them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I would if I was going to change it, I would actually make it bigger and I would add handholds to it. But that's just me. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, I just can't. I cannot fucking stand why. And this is the same problem with the PSP and and the 3DS and now the Vita is like you have these really nice analog sticks that you innovated upon and added these to the system so why is the system not designed for my thumbs to reach them you know like in order for my thumbs to comfortably reach the analog stick without you know scrunching up or bending in awkward ways i've got to hold the system with my fingertips and that sucks really do do, do you have like particularly big hands uh he's like yeah i got a big dick yeah, I got, big, I got big hands and a big dick, son. No, it's it's just it's it's one of the things where it's like, I mean, the PSP is the same problem. It's like if I'm holding the Vita and the 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 round edges of the Vita are resting in my palms, like I'm gripping it as I would grip like a PS3 controller, my thumbs are cannot comfortably reach the sticks. I mean, I can bend them down to the sticks and move them just fine, but I don't like doing that. It doesn't feel good. Okay. So I don't know. Honestly, I would never have had a problem if, if the system had slight handholds to begin with. But yeah, but that's you. That's like the enthusiasm. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. That's not. This is not a prediction and not something they yeah, should no, do yeah. because nobody else would like that. But um, <laughs> no. So um, did, did my Vita thing count as a prediction, or can I throw out another one? No, you get one. Okay. You get one per per. <laughs> you get yeah. Wait, wait okay. what was your Vita? I just thing? didn't. I just well, I didn't know because oh, yeah, mine was a price drop. Specific. It was just more specific. So. Oh, oh. Well, I okay, guess so. So, um, no. Well, your prediction, my prediction was a price drop to uh, below 180. Your prediction was a Vita bundle with a memory card and a game for 200, right? And then the base unit for 170. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so 169. Yeah. So we can go to we can go to Mike. What's he got? 
What you got, oh. Mike? <laughs> okay, um, I think that uh, we're going to see the revival <coughs> of a classic um, IP at some stage this year. Possibly, or actually, let me rephrase it. Hopefully, it will be something like Crash Bandicoot or Parappa the Rapper. Most probably the latter, because he's been featured in PlayStation um, All-Stars Battle Royale. And I think uh, the, the creator has expressed interest in bringing it back. And I just think it would be a great fit for PlayStation Move. And I don't know, it's just it's one of those series that have, has been kind of like forgotten. The, what? What was, sorry, what, what did you say? What was, I completely missed out. What about PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? <clears throat> That Parappa the Rapper was in it. Wait, no, wait, what? What are we talking about? What was your prediction? <laughs> pay attention, dude. Sorry, sorry. I, 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 we, we got, we got. I completely forgot. At the beginning of the the episode, I had asked for, uh, I had posted on Twitter for for listener uh, comments and questions, and we actually got a few. And I was just reading, so we'll we'll do that after. Right, sorry, okay. Mike. What was your prediction? No, no, it's cool, man. I said uh, I, I reckon we will see the revival of a classic Sony oh. IP, something oh, okay. like um. Parappa the Rapper or Crash Bandicoot. I think Crash Bandicoot is actually yep. owned by someone else, but Universal. it'd be but, nice to see that. Yeah, uh, but I think. Sorry like to, to cut you off. To, to your point. <laughs> sorry, sorry, buddy. To your point, though. Uh, yeah. We had I don't <clears> remember <throat> who it was. I feel terrible not remembering. But uh, like you were saying, Parappa, and also at the end of PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, when you finish the game with Sir Daniel, um, it says that he's going to go on the next adventure. That's like they're hinting another game. So maybe Medi- medieval. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think one of those are going to be, uh, uh, like I said, a classic um, Sony um, IP will probably be com- um, coming back at some point. And I think I think Parappa the Rapper has a good chance, actually, especially with the comments from the creator, like, I don't know what it was, sometime last year. I don't know. I, that's, you know, I'm, maybe I'm being too hopeful, but I think it's about time we saw something like that. Because um, a lot of things have been revived over the last couple of years, and it seems yeah. to be a trend. So you never know. <coughs> Sorry about my voice. I've got a bit of a sore throat. <laughs> Oh man, get better, dude. Oh, cool. Uh, All right, Tom, what do you got? Freak. I actually kind of I had a really good one and I kind of forgot it, but I have a I have a fallback. Uh, my prediction was that uh, Beyond Two Souls uh, totally getting delayed. What have they have they come out with a release date like a specific release date? No, no, just 2013. Yeah, 2013. I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with saying that. Uh, okay, well, that that's why. They, they probably haven't settled on a specific date. Oh, yeah, I remember my prediction. Sorry, I cast that one away since they haven't come out with a, a specific release date. My prediction, are you ready? This is pretty bold, too. Uh, <coughs> Bioshock Vita, not happening. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, mm. um, no, I think that's totally reasonable. Bioshock Vita, not happening. Uh, Ken Levine came out and he's like, and we're making something for Vita. We haven't even seen the move support yet in uh, Bioshock Infinite. I think Bioshock Vita, not a thing anymore. Just like Devil May Cry on PSP or Resident Evil on PSP, you know? God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bioshock, Bioshock Vita. It was probably like a term in their contract that like, hey, we'll make a Bioshock if the Vita doesn't fucking <laughs> suck. Uh, if, it, if it sells. Because I I just don't see you know other than Sony first parties I don't see 2K investing a bunch of money into an awesome new Bioshock IP or a new Bioshock game sorry uh, when the Vita has like two million handhelds worldwide or three million you know like it's just it's, just, it's not happening right now yeah especially not an exclusive to Vita that's oh yeah exactly kind of unreasonable it, it's Although crazy it seemed, it seemed totally logical when they announced it but that yeah. was before the Vita came out mm-hmm. and it's sad. Yeah, it's- he actually did talk about that recently, 
um, in a, it was in a news story I did late last year. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said he said that he wasn't keen on announcing it as early as they did because there was literally nothing there. But it was part of the. He was saying, you know, the Sony have been good to us, so they said, hey, you know, can you, you know, do you think you could announce this? And he was like, okay, I'll do. You know, we'll do that for you. But as far as <coughs> as far as as far as I know, it's down to the business guys at 2K with Bioshock on Vita. So I'm not really. He's not really sure. I think it just was. He's not really sure what's happening with it. As far as I can tell, it's not. It's not like anywhere near in development at all. So, yeah, you could be right there. Okay, all right. Bioshock <clears throat> Vita, not a thing. And Adam, it's up to you again. Okay, I'll kind of go off of contradicting a little bit of what Kyle said and say, but <coughs> similar uh, about PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it'll be branded PlayStation something. I don't think it's going to be uh, PlayStation 4, though, necessarily. Um, but I do think it's going to be uh, talked about at E3, and the release date is going to be um, Q1 of 2014. And I think it's going to... Uh, the, the cheapest model will be 350 Hmm. Nice. Very, very specific. Very um, specific there with your um, pricing. <laughs> Not too shabby. <laughs> um, <coughs> and also, Adam, your prediction from before was that Gran Turismo Six would be a launch title, right? Yep. Your prediction. Yeah. My yeah. Sorry. My prediction. Yeah. And <laughs> and I'm going to add a couple more to that and say uh, uh, Deus Ex Two. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't you hate me? <laughs> okay, that's fair. So Deus Ex Two, uh, so, super specific, but uh, yep. and and um, uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Five by that time, Sisterhood <laughs> of the Traveling Wilburys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh God, I got a good nice. one. All right. Um, who's next? I'll have a real one next time. But no, that was that oh, was that, that was that was really real. Um. Who's next? Just not Kaidu. That's the screen name. I wouldn't even be surprised, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? I'm yeah, fucking. Yeah. I'm holding on. Are you sure? Baby. Okay. Half Life 3 Ooh. announced this year, not saying when, I don't know if it'll be E3, but announced this year, multi platform, but will not release until fall 2014. Yeah, I could see something. Multi-platform, interesting. Yes, as in it'll it will be announced this year for the next gen PlayStation, the next gen Xbox, and PC. Yeah. But will not be seen this year and will not be released until late next year. Beautiful prediction. Beautiful. I would be so happy if that happened. I fuck. Beautiful. Yeah. Next gen. If if they came out and said Half Life Three on the PS3 and 360, I'd be like, no. Uh, but the fact that you said next gen consoles, thank God. Yeah, I think I think um, uh, I actually saw it in an article on a different site that an editor made an interesting point that the uh, next gen consoles or the the talk about Half Life Three might not be happening because of this reason. Like they might be waiting for some next gen news or some next gen consoles to say, okay, this is what we've been working on it for. And I think that's actually pretty reasonable. Okay. Good one. Mike Good to me. Um, yeah, this one's I don't know. This won't go down very well, but 
Personally, I feel quite strongly about this. I think that the um, the new Tomb Raider won't actually be that great. The reboot. I it think it's going to be. Not. It will not be that great. It will right. be cast off. It will be cast off. Is um, right. basically Uncharted with a female lead because of yep. what I've I've read a lot of stuff and the we were led to believe initially that it would be kind of this um, sort of. Um, kind of open world setting with a heavy emphasis on survival you know gathering resources and all that kind of stuff and it seems that it's basically very very it's incredibly linear and it literally does play just like an uncharted game so i think the ambition that we were led to believe a game had is not so and i think it's going to be very i'm not going to say i'm not saying it's going to be terrible but I think it will be draw. It will draw all this comparison to Uncharted in terms of its action sequences and its kind of, yeah, you know, its kind of linear nature. Because you know, Uncharted is great, but you know, it is a very linear game. And I just think that it's going to be. I think I'd label it a disappointment rather than a bad game. I right. just got this feeling. Can I? Okay, that's that's a good, great one, by the way. But let's just can oh, we go one right. step further? And uh, can yeah. you predict yeah. what what's the threshold? What's the Metacritic score? I know Metacritic's a terrible thing to go by, but what number? <laughs> Do you think like under eighty, under seven five, under seven? I think it would be. I think I put um seven seven five. Okay, under seven five, under seven yeah. five. Jeez, all no, right. No, 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 not under seven five. Seven seventy two, seventy five. Under seven point five. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Um, that all, Mike. Huh? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, that's all, man. Yeah. My turn. You ready for this one? And I am fucking serial about this one. Um, a lot of my predictions have to do with the Vita. Um, the next, well, I can't. I don't know if I should say the next, but Kojima at E3 or maybe TGS, but this year in 2013 will show off a Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Solid title for the Vita. I think that Kojima has always been so supportive of uh, Sony's handhelds. Look at uh, <coughs> Portable Ops and then Peace Walker, which was a great, great, great uh, title. That acid. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. Uh, Peace Walker. <laughs> that I mean, the whole studio was working on, and you know, like it was one of their, um, one of their, their, their really like it was canon, and it was, it was definitely like they, they had taken time, they, they, he'd crafted it, and he'd worked on it, not like Revengeance that he doesn't have anything to do with, uh, you know kind of by Don's logic but uh yeah so whether it's phantom pain whatever that is whether it's uh metal gear solid uh <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> that was so awkward oh man i, I missed that uh Jesus. It, was cute, though. it was so cute but so <laughs> awkward um but yeah so vita uh, Metal Gear Solid Vita shown off in 2013 or announced at least. Cool. That would be awesome. I hope you're right. Uh, do we do another round? How about one more round? I've got one more. So okay, oh, we got one or two. I'm gonna do both of mine at the same time. Uh, okay, two two rounds, two rounds, two more rounds. Two more rounds. Okay, then one more for here. Um, two more rounds, then email slash listener stuffs, and then we'll we'll call an end okay. to this lengthy episode. Yeah, this is long as hell. Just <laughs> yeah, dude, I gotta get going soon. Okay, anyway. <laughs> The uh, to make up for disgruntled, you know, to make up for all the problem it's had with uh, game saves and the lack of um, availability for its DLC, Bethesda will announce in 2013 that The Elder Scrolls Online is uh, coming to PlayStation 3. 
Oh. Holy shit, he went there. <laughs> uh, wow. That okay. not going to happen. No, I don't see that happening. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, Elder Scrolls Online on PS3, though. Not PS, not next gen. So PS3, jeez. Um, man. What makes you say that? Because I think that they... I, I think Bethesda is well aware that they have a lot of disgruntled PlayStation... People oh yeah! Who oh yeah! Love their, who like their pro- who love their products and you know are behind the company, but are just like pissed off at them, and they have and and they're aware of that, and I think they want to save face, and they're going to do something to make up for it. Mm. So it, it could either be that, or the other one I was going to say is a um, PS Vita game, not necessarily an Elder Scrolls, but just a Bethesda, you know, Vita style game. Vita game. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, the, you're right about the disgruntled PlayStation gamers, because look at that guy, Don Oliveira. Uh, <laughs> he got a platinum in Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, which doesn't mean much, but it just shows you that he, he loved those games. And he, Why am I talking about myself in the third person? I got a platinum in Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. I played those games profusely, but I haven't still, by principle, uh, played Skyrim, because I heard and I've seen that it's total shit on PS3. Even well, play it on PC then. Yeah, I, I, I would. I, I can't wait to play Skyrim. I would play it on PC if my uh, rig was powerful enough. But unfortunately, uh, I use a laptop because I'm always like kind of on the go. So play it on. Uh, I got it on my laptop and it runs great. Yeah, but your laptop's probably crazy if it runs great on your laptop. Uh, I, just okay. Mine's just like this ultra portable uh, laptop. So it's not. It's not doing anything too crazy for me. But yeah, I, I really would love to play Skyrim. It's just from how botched that game is on PS3. I just almost unforgiving like i don't know why why release the game at that point like i don't know either way um so bethesda supporting the vita uh, or bethesda supporting the <laughs> the uh ps3 with an mmo yeah okay specifically elder scrolls all right uh kairu yep uh, i only have one more here i think i can come up with one by the time we get around again so gotta. uh it's another e3 one i'm kind of focused on that yep. uh so Square Enix will uh, reconfirm and and show Final Fantasy X HD and hmm. Versus 13, Final Fantasy Versus 13, at oh, E3. Nice. Um, I, I would I would guess during Sony's show if that's the time they're going to do it. But they will they will anyway they will show both games and both games will come out this fall or before the end of the year at hmm. least. Wow, that'd be pretty sweet. What Final Fantasy Versus 13 out this year? Yes. That would be cool. <laughs> what a crazy good. prediction. Hey, I like it, man. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that would be like an awesome yeah. support. That would be awesome. I hope. But okay, yeah. here's my prediction. Final Fantasy versus 13. Rated below 6 on Metacritic. Six. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Go on, Kyle. Oh, no. Yeah. Final Fantasy 10 HD as well. They'll both be announced or re-announced this E3 and then they'll be out before the end of the year. And I'm looking forward to both of them. I think they're onto something with the ten one Carl, because I think there was I spot I saw a news story earlier today about um, Square saying that it would be uh, they'd show more information soon. <gasps> you did? Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Uh, okay, I got a prediction. Hey, it's my turn. <laughs> you got oh, yeah. it, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, you just kind of cut off there for a sec. I didn't quite hear you. Okay, cool. Um. Okay, this isn't very original, but what the hell. If this doesn't happen this year, it ain't going to happen at all. Monster Hunter on the Vita announced. This year? Yeah, this year. It might not be out this year, but if it's not announced 
by this year, by the end of this year, then it's not going to happen at all. Oh, that's your so that's your well the, oh, your twenty thirteen yeah. prediction is that Monster Hunter will be announced not announced in twenty thirteen and not happening. No, it will be announced this year, and if it's not announced, yeah, yeah, then yeah. It, it's not, it's not going to happen. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, my second last opinion, uh, sorry prediction. Uh, this kind of builds on Kyle's a little bit, but Final Fantasy X HD. Not just Final Fantasy X. I predict that when Square Enix shows it off, it'll be Final Fantasy X and X2 in HD in one package. That's I, I would like that. That's my prediction. Um, that's no. Okay, one more round. This is it, guys. Adam, make this one good. This is your last one. Mm, I predict that Guild Wars 2 comes with the PS3. <laughs> Damn it, you stole that. Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah. More MMOs on PS3? Yeah. I think I think it's got a shot, actually. There's yeah, more I do. of a chance for that than Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's Yeah, I think there's a re- I actually think that one's could happen. All right. Uh that'd be awesome cuz yeah. Uh, apparently, Guild Wars is awesome. Good game. Awesome. Uh, Kaidu, do you have one ready? Um, we we can um, come back. We can come back. I I do. I can I can put one out there. I was actually kind of thinking of a funny one about Kazurai revealing that the running chronology of PS3 exclusives forms a metaphor for the Vita's failure, but I couldn't find a way <laughs> to put that together. So, no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with just not really a 2013 prediction, but I'm gonna call this right now um agent does not exist anymore oh so yeah i mean okay so we'll, we'll not come out in 2013 I and mean, maybe that's safe and maybe that's kind of already decided but i think that was that game's fate has always kind of been mysterious and i think it just yeah it is it is not even discussed in the halls of the company anymore no oh, okay so yeah agent, agent, agent just thrown out thrown away yeah right. um <clears throat> Uh, oh, 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 oh. um, gods, I'm really prepared for this. Um, okay, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4 announced as a current gen and a next gen title. Oh. That's, uh, yeah, that's okay. I could see it that. It could happen. It could Mo- happen. So, so you think that Infinity Ward's next game is Modern Warfare 4? Modern Warfare 4, and it will be announced um, as a current gen title for the usual November annual release and it will be a launch title for the next gen consoles whenever they show up okay um and that's all for me <laughs> i can't think of any more you can, all right uh i'm gonna give one more here um i was gonna say something about call of duty after you said that but um you know what? I was going to say something about Call of Duty, maybe the next Call of Duty not being Modern Warfare, but then I thought how strong the Modern Warfare brand is, and they probably don't want to move away from that. Um, yeah, there's already rumors about it, so... Okay, okay. I do think, though, that they're going to... that means st- anything, but... <laughs> yeah, but I, I do think that they're... Let's say they stay to... They stay... Uh, they stick with the Modern Warfare name. I think they'll probably do drastic uh, changes to the game, because after Black Ops 2, which yeah. was pretty much a, hey, something's got to change, let's try to change something ASAP, I don't think yeah. they could get away with just another Modern Warfare. They, they absolutely cannot. Especially with what they did with the multiplayer in Black Ops 2, which I think is amazing. Uh, but either way, um, my prediction. Uh, okay. No, that's too bold. Um, hmm. Before the end. No. 
That's too much. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, okay. All right. <clears throat> PlayStation 4? Shown off? No. Okay, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. So now I was going to go something super specific. I was going to say that uh, Sony would uh, uh, unveil the new PlayStation Network and that there would be a subscription fee. Or, but I don't think that would actually happen. I think that Microsoft would remove the subscription fee from their next uh, from their next platform. Okay, here I go. This is going to be bold as fuck. Bold as fuck. But, no, Sony's not in a position to do that. <laughs> I, I was going to say that Sony secures some uh, exclusive DLC from uh, for Grand Theft Auto V. But, um... A bold prediction, but it's, they just don't have the, the cash. I got right a now. really good, a really good general one. After you're done, please, please, please go <clears throat> first. I don't okay. got one. This is not about 2013. This is just in general. <clears throat> I predict that the Xbox 720 and the PlayStation 4 are the last consoles for each. Holy shit! We'll check back in ten years. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my prediction. I believe in in the single console, and I believe it's going to be neither of those, nor the nor Nintendo. I think it's going to be uh. Wow, Nintendo. Yeah, I think they're all no or Nintendo. I so think it's, it's going to. Yeah, you think no more. But Sony, I think Microsoft Nintendo no, hardware. I think one more Xbox, one more Xbox and PlayStation, and one more one more. Nintendo, whatever it's going to be. I don't think Wii U is their last. And I predict that it's going to be a single system, and I think it's um, going to be sort of like a computer-based. Okay. And I think it's, and I think that the companies are going to survive by uh, uh, coming up with like products for it and or just uh, titles. Oh, fuck, I remembered my prediction. Boom, there. All right, cool. That's, that was uh, good. Yeah, that, that was a good one. But here it here it is, 2013. Uh, Sony announces, this is probably after E3, maybe more towards the end of the year, but Sony announces and releases uh, ultimate version of PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, uh, packed with DLC, Definitely. new characters. Um, Anything to reintroduce the same title over and over again. Yep. I mean, I guess. Uh <laughs> So a new version of PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Characters, DLC, stages, yada, yada, yada. Cool. Okay. And maybe maybe a, maybe a they'll go like deeper and put a, put a, put a different single-player campaign to the game or something. I don't know. I think by holiday 2014, we'll have another one. Well, hmm. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Ooh, that'd be amazing. For next gen, oh no, I don't really want that. I mean, it's not about well. well if it was twenty, if, if it was twenty fourteen, it would kind of have to be or anything. Like, yeah, well, it would. Yeah, yeah. How about okay? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Can we just one prediction? Let's collectively talk about this. If Sony unveils the PlayStation Four this year, how closely do will. you think it? Okay, so you think they will, Mike? Of course they will. Definitely have to. Hmm. Adam disagrees. That they'll release it or, or reveal it? Reveal it. No, reveal it. Yeah, I think I think they'll reveal it this year, but it's not going to be out this year. No, okay. definitely not. It'd be out, I reckon it'd be out early next year. Yeah, Sorry, too. that's I, what I, I think. Uh, okay, right. but collectively, do do we think how, what will the PS how will the PS4 interact with the Vita if at all? <coughs> do you think that the PS4 will be very much the Wii, the Vita will be the Wii U gamepad? 
do you think that they'll go deep like they wanted to do for the PS3 and PSP? You know, like the whole rear view mirror and Gran Turismo type thing? Uh, or do you think they'll, they'll <laughs> that stay... That wasn't that deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, or do you think that, uh, you know, they'll, it'll just be separate and they'll have the same kind of functionality that they have now uh, for the PS3 and Vita? Or do you think that the, the Vita will be like almost fucking bundled with the PS4? Um, I, I both think and hope that that uh, remote play between Vita and PS4 will be like what remote play was truly always meant to be, where you can control your system remotely, essentially the Wii U gamepad. Like any game yeah. can be yeah. streamed either locally or through the internet, and that'll be like a software requirement. Like it has yeah. to, or, or something in the hardware will make sure that anything running on that system is supported through remote play to the Vita. Uh-huh. Yep. And if it's, not, if it's not, I will be severely disappointed. <coughs> I would be shocked if it's not. And I, I think it's going to be, like, highly integrated between the two, like, Vita controlling um, PS4. I don't think it's going to be, um, we were talking about, like, with the uh, like rear view mirror for a Grand Turismo game. I don't, think, I don't think it's like that. It's just more, could serve as, like, another avenue to, like, play games with, maybe. Okay. You know, like yeah. supplement um. it. And if anything, the the network support, like, I don't think the Wii U gamepad can be played, like, over Wi-Fi. Like, it's just local, right? Yes. As far as, like, streaming from the console. So, yeah. the, so then the infrastructure mode would be what would hopefully give it, like, the, the, the marketing edge over the Wii U gamepad in that respect. Although that does call into question why they spent so much money acquiring Gaikai and how that fits into things. But, I mean... That could, be, that could be so many different things that I don't even like I want to think about it right now. Yep. Let's wrap this up. We've been on for like four hours. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, we've been on for four hours. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. Take it, dude. Yep. Don, you there? Don. Oh, mate. Hello. I can hear something. Hello. Sorry, guys. I lost. Uh, I lost audio there. Oh. All right. Well, let's wrap things up. Well, it was a good. T- yeah, it was a good time to lose audio. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just go to viewer mail and then let's go. Sure. Uh, okay, so we got uh, at the start of the episode, I asked a few people on Twitter if they had any comments or questions. And so we got one from Stephen Tower that's at Green Mechon, at Green M E K O N. I don't know how to pronounce that. He says, What game are you most looking forward to in 2013? I'll start. Um, mm-hmm. The Last of Us. The Last of Us is my most anticipated title for 2013. I think The Last of Us. I think Naughty Dog. I mean, it's it's not it's not a stretch, you know. I'm I'm not, I'm not surprising anybody there, but Naughty Dog's pedigree combined with what that game looks to be, and judging by the fact that we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen 98% of what The Last of Us will be, I think that it'll take people uh, on a it'll take people on a ride. I think that Last of Us will be a serious contender for Game of the Year 2013. So The Last of Us for me. Um, for me, it's Grand Theft Auto Five. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mike. Um. Mine would actually be Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, Bioshock Infinite. I 
I don't talk about Bioshock very much, but I did play the original and I loved it. And even though I know The Last of Us is going to kick ass and I actually labelled it my most hotly anticipated title on the last podcast, it's definitely changed to Bioshock. It's just there's something about that game. I don't know what it. I don't know why. It's just. It's just. I think it's going to be really, really. It's just going to be different. You know. Mm. It's, it's going to have some. I think the, the the story is really, really going to be a standout feature, and I think it's going to um, take me by surprise. I just got this feeling. Adam, most anticipated game of 2013. The uh, Hannah Montana reboot. Okay, the reboot. <laughs> the, the reboot. Like they're finally taking things seriously. Like Hannah Montana and post-apocalyptic yeah. world. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, God, any three of those games that you guys just said, really. But I. Last of Us, I'm the least interested of the three, and then I'm worried that Grand Theft Auto is going to not be as good as I want it to be, and I'm worried that Bioshock is going to be too different than it was, but I'm going to go with Bioshock. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I, think, cool. I think that game's going to be tits. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. I just want to add a side note prediction here. Some crazy shit, but it just—I got this vision in my head. This is pretty powerful too. Uh, we're gonna wrap up. The, we're gonna wrap up the episode. Uh, this is pretty powerful. Sony during E3 this year, this year shows off the Last Guardian, and the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes wild. All right. <laughs> We've also got one uh, comment from Timothy Noons. His Twitter is at Boss Snake, and he says. Ask Mike if he's ever contemplated pitching a game idea about his pectorals. <laughs> uh, and then he hashtag ribbed for my pleasure. Uh, that's been a great episode, guys. Thank you. We're going to wrap up now. Thanks for joining us. This has been a long one, but a good one. First one of 2013, and I'm glad this is how well it went. Uh, make sure you check out PSU.com. It's where all our news goes. Uh, please, 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 please. Uh, podcast. If you want more podcasts, you guys, you haven't been getting uh, you haven't been getting them every single week, but we'd love to give them to you. Please rate us on iTunes, uh, subscribe to us. Your, your reviews on iTunes are actually super important for us to grow. Uh, if you'd like more podcasts, please, I say this every episode, but head over to iTunes. The link is in the homepage article. Uh, give us a review. Give, give us an honest review. Whatever you think, any type of review will help us uh, get higher in the ranks. Uh, subscribe to us. Tell your friends about us. We have a Facebook page. You should check us out there. Uh, just enter, search, search PlayStation Universe. You'll find us. We have a Twitter, obviously. It's at PSU.com. That's how I read these uh, comments and questions. At PSUDOTCOM. We've also got an awesome community of... Uh, of PlayStation Hardcore aficionados, and that's at the PSU forums. So if you want to kind of take part in a community, and we're going to start doing uh, PSU meetups, game days. Like, I don't know what we're going to call them, but in 2013, it's definitely one of our short-term goals, is uh, we're going to start doing play with the editors or play with the writers. So you'll have a chance to play with other PlayStation uh, community members and us, the podcast uh, members and PSU writers. So t- uh, look forward to that. Uh, am I missing anything, Mike? Am I missing anything? My usual stuff. I don't think so. Uh, well, you can't follow me at Twitter. You oh yeah. <laughs> you, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at, at @donother d o n o t h e r. You can file. You can follow Kyle Prawl uh, at Payback Prawl. Uh, Kyle, you want to spell that for them? <laughs> Payback. P a p a y b a c k p r a h l. Yeah, it's uh, it's Payback Prawl. My last name is P r a h l. Yeah, P r a h l. Uh, and you can follow Adam. Do you want some Twitter followers? Yeah, please. 
Great. Uh, what's your Twitter handle? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I think I'm Adam Diggity. A D A M D I G I D D Y maybe. No, two G's. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull that up for you right now, really quick. You've you've actually got two Twitter accounts, which is blowing my mind right now. Uh, but here's your main one. Uh, it's at Adam Diggity. A D A M D I G G I D Y. Uh, so there you go. You can follow all of us except for Mike on Twitter. You can only follow Mike in real life. Uh, and with that, thank you guys. He lives in Reading, I think. <laughs> oh, that's too <laughs> much. Yes, I do. Join <laughs> uh, me for a cuppa. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much for being on the, the podcast. Adam, thanks. Kyle, thank you so much. Mike, you've been awesome. Yeah, I was glad I could join, man. Glad I could yes. join. Nice. Guys had fun? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, what an awesome... What an awesome start to 2013. Can't wait to see you guys next episode. And with that, I bid you all farewell. Take it easy, guys. See ya. Bye.